The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Sorry, we're just getting set up here still. There we go. Okay, very good. So last January, there was an incident at the home of an NRA lobbyist by the name of Chris Cox. This is outside of D.C., Northern Virginia. And the security guard for Chris Cox, the NRA lobbyist, uh, witnessed someone vandalizing the house by spray painting a red gel-like substance on some stairs. So a security guard at the home of the lobbyist Witness someone vandalizing the steps by spraying a red gel-like substance. Hmm. Well, that raises some Cops facts. arrested a UNL professor of sociology by the name of Patricia Wonk-Hill for the vandalism. Patricia Wonk-Hill was in the area mm-hmm. and uh, apparently was there vandalizing the home. She has now had her day in court. Ooh. She was fined $1,000. In order to pay five, stay 500 feet from Chris Cox home. Now, there's a separate civil case coming up uh, for August. And after the trial, because she was in this Patricia Wonk Hill was in court with her attorney and Melody Vaccaro, the vice president of Nebraskans against gun violence, was in the courtroom and offered a statement of support for Patricia Wonk Hill as they exited the courtroom. We have some of that interview, and we will go to the audio now. And get your reaction to what happened in there. Do you think that that was fair, the judge's decision? What I think is that it is absurd. Chris Cox has so much armed security. He has no idea how many security guards are at his home anytime. They're all carrying Pause there a second. Can we, um... <laughs> how dare he have security, Doc? He has security to his home. How dare he? When people are vandalizing his uh, home. How dare he? Does he not know? Just prove that he needs security in his home? Does he not know that he has that much security? He doesn't know. He doesn't even know how many he has. Apparently, he doesn't have enough. I no, know that. Because somehow... People are still vandalizing the house. <laughs> and how dare he protect himself? Right, exactly. If I'm supposed to vandalize him, he's supposed to let me vandalize his home. Actually, he does not even know how many security guards he has at his home. Yeah, he obviously needs them from you nutcases. He's not breaking the law. No. He's not injuring anybody. Shoot, he he could have a whole army protecting him. Doing his job. (laughs) So I guess her point is that he says he's afraid of this vandalism. Yeah, he's, he's so scared of vandalism. It's just vandalism. You don't need that many people to protect because they're vandalizing your home. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Melody Vaccaro, vice president of Nebraskans against gun violence, explains. They're all carrying loaded firearms, and he's claiming he's terrorized by a red gel substance on his porch. 
So you don't think that the judge's decision... I have to correct her here. It's not a red gel substance. <laughs> what was it, Doc? It's a red gel-like substance. Oh, so it wasn't gel. Very different. That is true. No, it may not be gel. It's mm. a gel-like substance we know. Oh, wow. So here she's just busting out and said it's a red gel substance. Yeah. We don't know that. That's not been confirmed. Mm-hmm. But she says he's terrified of this. Guess what? Uh, I'd be, be pretty afraid of it as well. <laughs> you got family it. and some nutcases are spraying anything around. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. You got two babies. Yeah, yes, you exactly. Got two, two, two little sons. You know, Cubby goes there in the garage and, you know, there's something painted or he touches it. You're going to freak out. Absolutely. Especially when you know how these people are against the NRA. Yep. I say the professor got off easy. Oh, yeah, she did. Wait, the fact that you made it to court. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, you're at my house. It's going down. I tell you this, the security guards, uh, we need to go back to training. Yeah, but here's the thing. So imagine, and I don't know what time of day it was, the yeah, circumstances of that. Of course. But imagine if it's at night and people are spraying something on your house. Mm. Uh, again, you're a lobbyist for the NRA. And these people are protesting your house all the time and around. And, and you got kids and family they're and whatever. They're calling for your death. Right. And... They're on your property vandalizing your home. Are you sitting there going, oh, mm. it's just vandalism. They're just going to spray a red gel-like substance or possibly a red gel substance on by steps. They're just going to skedaddle to make their point. That's wrong and they shouldn't do it. And I will call the police later to you have know them that, prosecuted. Um, if he's married, he's getting it from the wife too. I told you. I told you. How about you protecting your family? The thing, right. Do I know it's going to stop with the spraying of a red gel-like or a red gel substance? We do not know that that's what it's going to stop. Is no. this step one oh. that ends with them tying you up and and injuring the family? I mean, oh, what, yeah. I am not going to let it get to that point. No, if, sorry. If I have the right, I mean, if I if I'm able to to defend myself from a red gel substance like. Then uh, I'm going to. A gel-like substance or oh, possibly a possible. Gel, gel itself. Sorry. I'm not saying I'm running out and shooting people. Of course not. I'm saying, but it is stopping now. Yes. I am out there and it is getting done because I don't know what the hell you nuts are going to do. And you show a force. You 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 make sure you have like 10 bodyguards, the tallest and buff guys out oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get in them all. You leave the skinny guys for the indoor stuff, you know. But the buffest one that you look at them and like, oof. You got to take care of this. Oof. So here's this, uh, he doesn't even know how many security guards he has when we vandalize his property. That's wrong. How dare he? How dare he have security when we're trying to vandalize his property? So this is her point. Mocking that he's afraid of a red gel-like substance. I bet you she, if or the, a red gel substance. If the rules were reversed, do you think she'll have security? No, I don't. I actually, I don't. You really don't think so? No, because that red gel substance could be filling from a donut. <laughs> okay. It could be from, a jelly from donut. The, from the video, from I the video see, I yes, saw yes, of her, she's gonna yes, she's gonna test it jelly, first. Yes, she, I, I could be very. Afraid. It's a red jelly. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Go ahead. I have a raspberry. Do you, do and there's you, only one man who would dare give me the raspberry, Chris Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch uh, Captain Planet? No, no, you didn't watch I Captain didn't. Planet? No, she not looks, only was I out of the demo because of age, I was out of the demo because, because of, of the, intelligence. Yes. But yes, go ahead. Uh, she looks just like the evil character, the pig. Oh, really? Oh, I got to put a side by yeah, side on that. Yeah, you have to do a separated at birth. <laughs> All 
right, back to Melanie Navacaro, Vice President of Nebraskans Against Gun Violence. Here we go. And he's claiming he's terrorized by a red gel substance on his porch. So you don't think that the judge's decision was fair? What I think is that the NRA tells American communities that it is not appropriate to be afraid of idiots carrying guns all over the place, but we're supposed to believe he's afraid of a red gel substance on his porch. Hold it, hold it, hold it. it. Does the NRA say that you shouldn't be afraid of people with guns? No. No? No. In fact, it's just the opposite. They say you should be afraid of idiots with guns, Mm -hmm. people who would use a gun or anything else to injure you, your family, your property, whatever. It's that that's their exact opposite message. Yep. You actually should be concerned to those things and you should have the ability if you are to carry a gun unencumbered to protect yourself and your family as as prescribed in the second amendment. Yep. That's absolutely the opposite of what they're saying. You shouldn't be afraid of anyone with a gun. We should all just have them. The purpose for having one is at least in part to protect your family. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. But he's afraid of a red gel substance. Here we go. So I do not have a lawyer. So I do not have a lawyer who said anything. Okay, on my hold it. We're going to need to back that up about five, maybe 10 seconds. You know where I. <laughs> did you catch it? He doesn't have a lawyer? That's, this is the vice president of Nebraskans Against Gun Violence. <laughs> I, she's not 15. No. But did you notice the speech yeah. pattern? <laughs> it's the one that you love. A red gel. So I do not have a lawyer. So I do not have a lawyer. So I do not have a lawyer who said anything on my behalf. Yeah. And I find it incredibly unfortunate that we're all spending so much time in court over a red gel substance because a man whose property is covered in guns is afraid. Yeah. See, she's trying to make a point and she keeps going back to it. It's not landing. It's not, no. It is not landing. Mm -mm. She keeps going back to it. It's a red gel substance and a man who has all these guns is afraid of it. Yes, of course. He doesn't know what it is. And you're actually making his point. She doesn't let it go, Doc. She She does does not not let it go. How is he supposed to know what it was? He doesn't. And even so, it's his property. Leave it alone. Little more. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that same person is working in Capitol Hill every single day to push guns into American communities, and nobody else is supposed to be afraid, according to the NRA, in many, many public statements, public hearings, public state houses. My cause is that people do not have guns in their homes, hold, hold, that their children. <laughs> Her cause is that people don't have guns in their homes. Or. Jelly, jelly that goes wasted. Donuts. Jelly like gel-like substance that could be <laughs> delicious and in the center of donuts. Okay. My cause is that people do not have guns in their homes that their children take from their homes and kill other children at school. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Nope. That's also the cause of the NRA. Yep. Yep. I mean, if you put it all together, that they don't have guns in their home, that they take from guns. Yep. The NRA is not saying you have guns in your home, that they don't take and then kill other children. Um, I'm pretty sure the NRA agrees with that. Yeah. That's uh, that's what you call uh, theft and murder. <laughs> that, that's what you call. It's just, in her little peanut size, 
brain that okay, is covered for saying with that, a wonderful not... little gel-like substance that may or may her. not be raspberry filling. <laughs> In her little mind, she believes the NRA is like, all right, boys, here's what we want. More guns in homes that kids can steal and they'll murder each other. It'll be great. It's quite the spectacle. <laughs> we all profit. Ah, ha, ha. They take the guns and they'll murder. We want more children murdering. Immediately following the theft of those guns. Here we go. Who's in favor? Let's pass it. The bylaws, bylaws. Blah, 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 blah. Here, here. What? <laughs> That's actually the point. This is the nonsense that keeps us from coming up with good policies yeah. and stopping the crazy-eyed people from getting guns and murdering. This is, this is the nonsense. Her cause, what she's laid out so far, is my cause, is the cause of the NRA. I, though, would also like the ability to protect my family Mm -hmm. if one of these people steal a gun or a knife or an Acme safe or whatever it is that they're using to injure somebody. My cause is that children don't kill themselves. My child causes that toddlers don't kill themselves, that they don't kill their parents with guns. Hold on. That people don't kill themselves, that toddlers don't kill themselves, and they don't kill their parents with guns. So which is it there, sweetheart? Is it... That people don't kill themselves and toddlers don't kill themselves and they don't kill their parents. Any combination of that or were, was each one of those with guns? With guns, yeah. So are you okay with people killing themselves as long as not with a gun? A toddler killing themselves as long as not with a gun? People kill their parents as long as not with a gun. Is that what you're saying? Because, see, I like the, the bigger idea people of not people themselves? not killing themselves. Yeah. I'm or agree uh, toddlers not killing themselves. People not killing their parents regardless of the method of murder. I think all murder is bad. Yes. Um, I think some forms of murder may be more painful, more gruesome, more grotesque. But I wouldn't put most gun, death, suicide, or murder in that category. In fact, in some, I would say it's less gruesome and grotesque, less painful. So I don't think you could, I mean, if you're really concerned about people and pain, suffering, or just murder, suicide in general... That that would be your cause. Why are you putting a little gun thing in there? You seem yeah. to be a little short-sighted there. Mm-hmm. All right, a little more. Hold but on. they don't kill each other with guns. That's my cause. Yeah. Well, and so, but the judge's decision today really had nothing to do with what was going on behind the scenes or the motive or anything I think other it than that. Has everything to do with that? I think it speaks to the absurdity that the NRA has been able to do whatever they would like in our communities. Meanwhile, a woman is being put on trial for hold a hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, the NRA can do whatever they want, like in our communities. Or can they? Uh, according to her. So, again, in her little raspberry filling covered peanut sized brain, the NRA has gotten carte blanche yeah. to go into any community and do anything they want. Yeah. With everybody in those communities going, get out, NRA. Mm-hmm. And the NRA does whatever they want. Oh, yeah. They're not uh, acting on behalf of people in those communities. No, that say, no, 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 no. We support the NRA. In fact, I'm guessing in Nebraska, quite a few people support the NRA. You think so? I'm thinking they probably do. They love uh-huh. their guns uh-huh. and yeah. their Second Amendment. Uh, yeah, probably uh, hmm. in her mind, not one in their communities. Hmm. Okay. As you realize, they're an advocacy group uh, on behalf of... Of some of those people, and some of those people are NRA members. Therefore, the NRA isn't just coming into their community. She's concerned about the NRA coming into their community and saying, hey, 
Um, If any of you want to join our organization, cool. And if not, that's cool too. But she's not concerned with somebody being at home with their family and somebody coming onto their property or into their home with the possibility or um, with the intent of doing damage, which is exactly what this professor did. She vandalized the home. Not concerned about that, but coming into our communities and saying, hey, you want to join our organization? That's cool. If not, that's cool. (laughs) Okay. All right. Meanwhile, a woman is being put on trial for a red gel-like substance that has allegedly- Hold it. Did you catch catch the violation? It was a red (laughs) gel-like substance on that one. Yeah. Okay, what's going on here? Uh, Is it a gel substance? Is it a gel-like substance? Melanie Vaccaro, you're the vice president of Nebraskans Against Gun Violence. I expect better from your organization. Which is it? What type of uh, crap are you trying to peddle here? Is it a gel-like substance or is it a gel substance? All right, let's move on. Meanwhile, a woman is being put on trial for a red gel-like substance that has allegedly terrified a family, or terrorized was the exact word that they used. Yeah. A man who has multiple security cameras and multiple armed guards, so many, he doesn't know how many at any given time, and he doesn't even know who they are. Uh, Okay, Uh, you realize the amount of security you have and guns you have has nothing to do with (laughs) terrorizing. See, the United States has um, one of the biggest (laughs) militaries most powerful militaries, both in weapons, mm-hmm. equipment, and personnel. Yeah. Probably the most powerful on the planet. I think so. And yet we're still terrorized at times. Yeah. What with that 9-11? Oof. Stuff like this. So in her mind, you cannot be terrorized if you, if have, you have a certain number of weapons and uh, security guards. I don't know what that number is. We should ask her. Hmm. There we go. Yeah, let's go. Was that the end of it? Your attention, please. We are the number one show on the planet. The president said so. You're listening to The Morning Blaze, the number one listened to show on the planet. I'm talking billions and billions of people. Believe me. Believe me. See? This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. All right, uh, some tweets now with the hashtag what I learned today. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Uh, this woman is a professor? <laughs> yeah, she really is. Uh, a uh, apparently there's a different standard for professors now. Oh, yeah. I used to think uh, maybe intelligence, uh, education. But you remember that professor we had a, last year where she was a uh, sex lobster? I don't, but I remember the professor on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy could make uh, coconut radio, all kinds of good stuff. He was he was able to come up with the science behind food where they could still make uh, banana cream pies and all kinds of stuff, even though they had no crust, no yeah. flour, uh, anything like this. Mm. He could do all that. So, That's a professor. I like. um, and he was, he was pretty sharp that way. So, yeah, she is an assistant professor and researcher uh, for sociology. Okay. I think that's it. Now... You gotta rem- uh, oh, wait a minute. Excuse me. 
the the woman no the the not the woman we heard no the woman who sprayed the yeah. red gel or jelly like substance sorry gel like or gel substance uh, as a professor this woman is the vice president of Nebraskans against gun violence yes I don't know what her education level is. I'm, I'm sure that's... it's very high. <laughs> well, it doesn't go that far because uh, Cooler with a C has an awesome tweet. If this woman is the biggest advocate for removing guns in Nebraska, like you have like nothing to like worry about, like you put a lot of likes in her little mm-hmm. like statement. There's a couple in there, just a couple. <laughs> uh, Keystone Pig, is there a Nebraskans against violating private property rights? I'd like to join it. No, no, that's not when the NRA can just come into a community and force people to have guns. I mean, please, what are you doing? If uh, this woman is the biggest advocate for removing guns in Nebraska, uh, says Kool-Aid with a C, like you have like nothing to like, oh, you already did that one. Is that the one you did? Yes. Okay. And then I see you found the picture of a hoggish greedily. Yeah, that's one of the bad guys, the villains out of Captain Planet. So I don't know you, why in the world that came in my head. I haven't seen Captain no, it Planet does, it in does years. Look a little like I'll give you. There's a certain similarity, but I'm back to this. So <laughs> Captain Planet, who was all about the green blah blah blah, the bad guy was hoggish greedily. Yes, he was greedy, and he's a pig. <laughs> People like taking too much of the planet for themselves. Well, he was. He was always eating way too much. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's. <laughs> <laughs> How did people not realize the propaganda? I mean, oh, not, they weren't hiding it at all. No, they weren't. Like every villain was something that we will say is good, like capitalism. Something. Wow. Oh, the, the Captain Planet's uh, villain names are interesting. By the way, uh, so she's part of an organization that's fine with other gun violence. Mm. They, they're not concerned with other violence, just gun violence. Okay, very good. To get it out there. If you would please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz, PatriotMobile.com slash Doc. Hopefully you uh, have already signed up for your Patriot Mobile account. If you have not, what are you waiting for? Patriot Mobile is there for you, fighting nonsense like the propaganda that is Captain Planet, <laughs> the propaganda that is Nebraskans against gun violence concerning themselves with bigger issues like maybe violence in general and uh, people infringing each other's rights mm. and socialism. Capitalism, democracy, the right to bear arms, privatized healthcare, and the diversity of thought. America is different. We support those things. That's that's what makes America work. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't your phone also support those things? Why are you using the same old phone service as everyone else? The big mobile companies, we've told you over and over, are working so hard to make America like every other socialistic country in the world. The failures. By the way, I was talking with Jason Buttrell about this yesterday, the socialist countries like oh, Venezuela. Venezuela, yeah. And he said that the socialist party, one of them has been following his account. Oh, okay. And he tweeted something about socialism, and he said within five seconds oh, they responded. Oh, yes. So you know they got a swarm of people they that do. are after him on their behalf. It's not one guy. And he goes, as soon as he, reco- you know, he's got a life, he's doing stuff. So like 10 minutes later, he'll see it and respond. Boom, five seconds, they post it. <laughs> he goes, he had originally posted something about, about Venezuela. And that's when they were on it. They must monitor the Venezuelan references. So what everybody should Makes do sense. is use the hashtag Venezuela or tweet at the socialists. I mean, if you want to troll, yeah, that's what you're doing. And just take up their time or whatever. But you know Venezuela to them. They have to go ahead and side, right? They have to control the narrative. It's not Venezuela. 
Don't pay any attention to Venezuela. That's not true. They just did it wrong, right? They, they're a little sensitive they didn't have about enough. that. They didn't have enough time. Right, exactly. They didn't have enough control. This is what your big mobile company wants you to believe. This is essentially what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Take a look at what's going on in Venezuela. Especially Venezuela. With Patriot yeah. Mobile, you get the chance to make a change in our country. For every dollar you spend, patriotmobile.com slash doc donates a portion of it towards supporting your American rights. This is incredibly important. We have to band together because big mobile companies are some of the biggest liberal supporters out there. Just sign up for an account today. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. You can also call 800 a patriot it's 800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash doc. Uh, you get an iPhone, I'm sorry, Galaxy 5S. No, S5. Galaxy <laughs> S5 for just a penny a month. It's patriotmobile.com slash doc. You got, and the mandatory commercial break just got the show like a bus. Eh, it's okay. It was it was a mistake. And the Nebraska professor, the audio clip is equivalent of driving across the state. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. So far, it is like a really slow rehearsal today. A really slow rehearsal. That's how I'm feeling. Okay. A really slow rehearsal, if we had rehearsals. Uh, Keith Ellison, you familiar with that guy? Member yeah, of Congress, uh, Minnesota? Congress, yes. Yeah. He was uh, recently at an event, and I was trying to find out what event this was, and it was not readily available. Know. No, it wasn't. It was sponsored by the Minneapolis Post, I think, whatever yes. the big newspaper is. Mm-hmm. So they sponsored an event where a member of Congress got up and did a parody on the president. And he's not a comedian. Does he have any comedian background? Like officially? Yeah. No. I mean, he's hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> An unintentional comedian. So unintentionally funny. Uh, but yeah, no, he's not not a comedian. And if he tries to be funny, he's not. But I mean, unintentionally? Okay. Yeah, sure. So they sponsor this event, and this little sidebar here, because um, unless there were Republicans up there doing shtick or the giving same, the opportunity yeah. to do, uh, you know, mocking somebody on the left, this seems uh, what you'd call bias. Now, it doesn't shock me that a newspaper in Minneapolis would be biased, but I'm willing to bet that they don't lead with that, like in the title. Minneapolis Post, supporting Democrats and progressive ideas, <laughs> F the Republicans. I don't think that's their slogan, but it may be. So it seems um, to kind of prove what we've said about the mainstream media. All right. So anyways, Keith Ellison on stage decides to do a parody of Donald so Trump. Weird. It's by so donning weird. a wig, picking up a guitar, and busting out a little song. And yeah, weird. It's really weird. I mean, not well done, first no, of no, all. No, yeah, no, I mean, no. I mean, back up. Concept one to ten versus performance one to ten. The concept of this, like, okay, yeah, the idea, yeah. He calls them all in here, guys. I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Y'all here? What is it? Here's what I want to do. Hit me. And then he lays it out. I want to put on a wig. 
And I'm going to go to this event, whatever the hell it is, sponsored by the Minneapolis Post. But you know they're leftists anyway, so it doesn't matter. And I'm going to go on stage, and I'll pick up a guitar, and I'll sing a parody with a wig like it's Donald Trump. You know that intern in the back was like, the one that has a manly crush on him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Way brilliant, to go. Congressman. Brilliant. 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 This is going to elect I'll your president. I'll be over 10. <laughs> so, concept-wise, about a three. Yeah. Yeah. One to ten. Ten being the best, like brilliant. Give it a three. Execution, about mm, a one. Really? A one? I mean, he Do did, you have to give it? He showed up. Okay. There's I a guitar mean, there. There is a guitar. There's people in the crowd. He didn't try to uh, play a guitar solo on like a trumpet. Okay. <laughs> you know? He didn't. He didn't fall down in the middle. That would have been funnier. That, that would have actually. That he actually made it to stage. Yeah. You know. I mean. So I'll give it a one. Okay. So well, all right. Anyways, have we have some of it. Here we go. I'm a nice, honest man. I just want straight shooting. If I want to be called a stable genius. I just call my oh, best wait, friend Brad Holden. Back that up at the beginning. <laughs> I Already? am calling rhyme fail. Already? What was he? Uh, Putin and genius? Is yes. that what he's trying to rhyme? Yes. yes. That's what just he's to fit to... in the, what's the... Uh, okay, this is... Here we go. Let me hear this again. Start it from the beginning. I'm a nice, honest man. I just want straight shooting. Okay. If I want to be called a stable genius, I just oh, call shooting my best if I want to be called. Okay, hold it again. Because I know... Because oh, oh, he, he tries he to rhyme Putin yeah, with it. Putin, yeah. So I want to be called a stable genius. Yes. And he tries to rhyme stable genius, which is too many syllables for yes, it. Yes, it is. Uh, with shooting. But maybe the rhyme scheme, he's going to bring back Putin. Yes. So the rhyme scheme would be A, B, A. Is that what he's doing? So you yes. go shooting and then B, stable B. genius. Putin. And then Putin. So what's he going to rhyme with genius then? All right, start this from the beginning again. I just want to make sure. Here we go. Here we go. I'm a nice, honest man. I just want straight shooting. If I want to be called a stable genius, I just call my best friend Vlad Putin. Vlad Putin. My buddy Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin. I love that Vladimir Putin. <laughs> what? I mean, seriously, even He's if you so agreed bad. with him, would you He's, be... There's people in his district that agree philosophically, politically with him that the sort... Good job, Keith. Well done. Keith, you nailed it. Nailed it. Get and you an know Oscar. what that's going to do? That's going to turn America around right oh, there. Oh, yes. What you so. just did, that's going to bring about the progressive change we need. Mm. Keith, boom. In fact, it's time for you to represent the entire state. Mm. Time for you to become Senate, maybe President. Presidente. That's 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 what you're thinking if you agree with him. By the way, he already failed. If you want to become president, you never put something on your head. You never oh, put a hat. I know. You never put a wig. Anything that covers your head makes you look like a dum dum. Well, you're not gonna I'm, do it. I'm embarrassed for him. Yeah. That's, that's one of those. That's doctor. Isn't that one of the rules? Oh, you don't put anything. Yeah, exactly. We know this has been proven many a times. George Bush. Uh, George. Du- uh, Michael Dukakis. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> did you notice Hillary recently with the opportunity to put the Russian, Russian hat? hat. She, she did not put almost, it on her head. Almost. She was just put it next to it. She was. She, she thought, well, uh-huh. whoever was her handler for that event, the, coach her good. No, do, do not, not put, put it that. on. You know that once she, oh, she, she, she put it on. You know the memes that would have come out of that? Oh, it was huge. I'm sure people already created them with the oh, hat well, yeah, on. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, but it would have been better with it. Yeah, so there's a fail there. First of all, it was a bad joke. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, people love to wear hats to this. It was a commencement address she mm-hmm. was speaking at. Yeah. So she busts out the hat, but then doesn't put it on. It's fail. See, I brought a hat that I won't wear. Because I know. Because I know. I know. And I might be running 2020. <laughs> She doesn't want to put it on her head. Why? Because you know you don't put stuff on. That means she still thinks she She is politically viable? Yeah. Think about it. Because Keith, I would have put it on. He put on a wig. Well, no, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Where is she going from here? It's done. You're done. The reason people write like tell-all memoirs when their career is over is because they don't have anything else to lose. So she's thinking, I got a chance. There's something else in my future? How many days do you think have left? What are you? She's not a spring oh. chicken. Oh. oh, you got it. I got it. I can't believe we've missed this. You know, people have suggested, hey, she's going to run for mayor of New York. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah. No, you've already been Secretary of State. That's a that's a demotion, right? You've been your party's candidate for president, right? The the candidate. Yeah. One of the two. You got major, the bid. I mean, those are you don't follow that up. Okay. But as she gets a little older. Hmm. President of Del Boca Vista? <laughs> Del Boca Raton? I was, I was saying, you know, <laughs> the you're villages. The, uh, you remember, uh, you got those boards that people moved to Florida. I mean, they she's do. up there. She's going to move do. down to one of those condo associations. She could be president of her condo association. We from the documentary Del Seinfeld. Boca Vista. Yes, right? Del Boca Vista. Or is she a, is she a kingmaker? Oh, does she prop up somebody at her condo association and wield power the from behind? Master from behind, she plays the puppet master. Yes. Maybe that's what's going on. Yes, yes. Hillary Clinton, president of Bel- Del Boca Vista. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if she ran. <laughs> but you know what? That that theory of her not put on the hat because we know no politicians should put anything on their heads. Right. That makes me think that she. Still thinks she thinks there's still a chance. She thinks there's something, whether it's president or something. Or there's else. something out there. Or even even if she's not consciously thinking, I'm gonna run again for it's something. Still in her head. She still thinks she's a player. Yeah. She is not a player. The only reason it's even significant is because she was the guy. She really is kind of a guy who um, who lost <laughs> to Trump. She's still like the last candidate. Yeah. You get one more down the road, it's over. It should be. Who, it should who, be. Right. Whoever gets the nominee for the Democrats in 2020, uh, Hillary is done. It's over. Unless she runs for some other office and she will likely fail then. Um, I mean, I guess she could get elected to New York, but it's over. She's just kind of, they keep rolling her out because she's one of the biggest names in the party. That's that's the bottom line. She'll part. be 74. Mm-hmm. Wow. Genesis 950 is a fantastic cleaning product that hopefully you have purchased. If you haven't, it comes in concentrate. Just go to Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Go there and order it. You get it in concentrate, so you're going to have the stuff for a long time. A little goes a long way as you dilute it down with the appropriate amount of water, but use it on multiple surfaces. You can use it on most surfaces. Your table, your floors, your countertops, windowsills, cleans all of that stuff. You need it to clean uh, the cabinets. 
boom, you got it. You can even wash your clothes in the stuff. Mm. You can use it on your carpeting, and I encourage you to do so. When it's time to clean your carpeting, and if you have a pet, that time is now. If you cleaned your carpet last Tuesday, if you have a pet, that time is now to clean yeah. that carpeting. I'm telling you, you've gone nose blind to the stuff, and you'd be like, little, little cute little puppy. It still is funky. If you don't mind it, hey, cool, that's on yeah. you. If you don't want other people to think you have a funky house, you're going to need to get Genesis 950. It works so well that if you spot treat, you're going to notice the difference. Now, it's not bleaching or anything like that. It just cleans all the dirt. You're going to realize how dirty the rest of your carpeting is. And if you rent a steam cleaner or a carpet oh. cleaner, it works in it, and you will see the difference. Amazing difference. Yeah, like Wendy, she has one dog who continuously rubs his nose, mouth, and head on the bottom of the furniture. So it's and all, it got all dirty. It, yep. it has all that uh, saliva. So she sprayed, uh, w- uh, no, the bottle was one-third Genesis and two-third water. She sprayed the dirty area, on, even on the couch, oh, so she used on a the little, chair. A little, more str- little stronger. She's a little bit more stronger. Came back and some of the areas were actually clean. I scrubbed a little bit and rinsed it out. No more dirt Done. and smells better. Works awesome. Genesis950.com. Order today. Genesis950.com. If you use the promo code DOC, they're going to give you a discount. Plus, they're going to give you the spray bottle. So when you dilute it down, you already have the bottle. I mean, you could use an old one you have, but this way. And this bottle is way better. I I saw it. Oh, it's it's not the. No. Have you noticed how if you try to reuse the bottle, which I do of the other cleaners yeah. or whatever, you may get one or two more times and they start it. breaking down. That's it. I think they designed them that <laughs> I way. I think they do. Honestly, because, you know, I, I would take Windex and pour it into the bottle, the generic bottle, because my mother-in-law always buys the, you know, name brand mm-hmm. expensive stuff, which doesn't work any better. In fact, it's the exact, it's same, exact stuff. same stuff. I don't have to worry about that now with Genesis 950, but the bottles break down this. You don't have to worry no. about it. Just go to Genesis950.com. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. The House of Representatives have passed the Right to Try Act. Right. Oh, the wheels are turning. To try what? The Right to Try Act. So many things. So many things. Now, the Senate already passed it nine months ago. Oh, wow. And finally, the House has passed it. It's going to go to Trump's desk. He is expected to sign the Right to Try Act. Chris Cruz, if you had to guess, what do you think the Right to Try Act has to do with Illegals. No, knowing, huh? Illegals. Knowing all that Congress is working on, okay. all the guns, things that we could be focused on, the prioritizing, mm. what does it have to do with? Guns or illegals? Or wall? Neither one. Oh. None. Education? No. Mm. Right, right. What is it? Right. it uh, the right to try to basically save your own life by taking whatever meds you want. Okay, let that, me explain. That's a priority right now? Well... This is a big deal. This is amazing victory for freedom. This is a really good thing. Priority, I don't know, but it's something that there should be no debate about. There should be no debate about this from multiple angles. I don't care if you're left or right, but of course there's a debate about it. We have the FDA that has to approve drugs. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with the FDA's mission or their track record. No. 
I think it has failed. I think it'll continue to fail. And I think you and every other person on the planet have a right to put whatever they want in their body, whenever they want in their body, save it infringing upon somebody else's right. Now, if we want to, as a society, say, well, we want some sort of monitoring board to ensure there's transparency in developing drugs and different things, I'm not opposed to that as long as it's efficient and it's monitored and there are consequences for government worker bees who do not perform. Okay. But the FDA gives approval or not. So there are all kinds of drugs that are on the shelf that never got approval. Yeah. Some of them likely viable could work as intended or for something else. There are many drugs that get approval that don't work so well or horrible side effects. So their track record is not clean. But you are not allowed, it is illegal if you have a deadly disease to try an experimental treatment or drug. That's wrong. If I'm going to die and there's a 0.1 chance I'm going to take that. If I'm going to die, if I have a death sentence, I'm yes. going to die in six months. You are going to die, Chris. I'm you gonna have die, this no matter disease. What. It's coming. The most you're going to have a year, maybe two, okay. whatever, boom, done. And there's something that has a possibility yes. of helping me. Now, what if it's only a .01 possibility? I'm taking it. I'm what if it's only chance. a .001 possibility? I'm taking the chance. What if you know you're going to die? I'm going to die. It's not a question. You, I'm going to die. Absolutely. And it's a .00001 chance. I'm, I'm taking it. Yes, exactly. And there's <laughs> And there it is. I don't see why can you see that. And some people may say it's just not worth it or I'm not, whatever the reason, religious, whatever you're, fine. That's but your, that should be your choice. And someone else should have the choice to save, to try to save their life. Even if it is a billion to one shot, I'm it doesn't it. matter. And guess what? It looks like you're going to have that chance. That's good. The House has passed. The Senate's uh, version has already passed. It's going to the president's That's desk. That's good. And he has already said he supports this concept, whether it's this specific piece of legislation he will likely sign it it was a party line vote republicans voting in favor of it the democrats against it i don't get you're right you're right there shouldn't be a debate about this but there is what is what is the debate about okay you want to know what the democrats yeah i would like to know all right here's their here's their objection to it okay now remember we're not even talking about doc thompson arguing you should be able to take whatever drug you want whenever you no, want. No, no. This is specifically for people with a deadly disease. They will die. A disease die. that are, they are going to die. No matter what, they're still going to die. They are absolutely okay. going to die, okay. period. And this only says they can try and use, the doctors can prescribe experimental treatments as long as they know and so on and so forth. That's okay. it. Okay. Okay. The Democrats say it will, quote, Pedal false hope. Pedal false hope. They know they're going to die. It's false hope. No, doc. They know they're going to die. Yes. They know they're experimental. Right. I bet you the doctor said, hey, you know, there's probably a point zero zero zero. This is probably chance. not going to work. Gonna work. What the hell? It's hey, shown some problems. Do you want to try this? That's false hope. False hope. You're peddling false hope, Chris. Wow. They also say it puts patients at risk. They're going to die no matter what. It allows the sale of snake oil, they say, and therefore it places patients at risk. They're going to die no matter what. As long as, and like what was said, as long as they're being transparent right. and they, they don't bring hope or like, hey, Dr. Thompson, this is going to work 99%. No. If they say, hey, they're going to work, you're going to die no matter what. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to try this? No. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, here's the risk. You know, you might have 
this stuff. No? Uh-huh. Okay, then sign here. Boom, um, done. By the way, what is false hope? Hope is not a guarantee. No. Hope is a is a wish, a desire for an outcome. Boy, I hope that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. You have hope. What is false hope? False hope that you shouldn't believe in? How do you know until the outcome? So how do you peddle false hope? Remember, this is the part of hope and change. Hope, 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 hope. Hope is good. Hope is, and I was like, I want proof. I don't want hope, right? So it's peddling false hope and putting people at risk. Mm. Terminally ill people, it puts them at risk. They're dying anyways. They will die no matter what. Yes, but we want them desire, dying of the disease that they have. We don't want them desire, to die from some side effect from some experimental drug. And the problem with experimental drug is like it could work. <clears throat> that point zero 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 one, you could be that point zero 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 one. This is clearly one of those things that is is just being um, voted against by the Democrats because the Republicans are doing it. It's so stupid. Don't you, isn't this something that you could see the yeah. Democrats getting on board? They should. These are the people that fight for legalization of marijuana and cocaine and all kinds of stuff while also trying to ban trans fats and salt. <laughs> and sugar. And sugar. And saying we got to raise the age of, uh, of tobacco use. Yes. And now they say we can't try experimental drugs. Unbelievable. It is just either go against what the other parties or people support or something that does not benefit them, paybacks to the lobbyist friends who support their campaigns, or ultimately control. That's it. There is no reason why you would deny anybody who is terminally ill the right to try whatever the hell it is they want to try. Am I right? No, you're right. You're absolutely right, and this I don't get it. And one of the things is like I would love for them to be to put themselves in that person's shoe that is going to die in six months, and there's one little pill that they could try. What would you? What would they do? I'm sure there, depending upon the circumstances, mm-hmm. there are a handful of whatever percentage, small percentage of people that would say, "I'm not willing to try an experimental drug." Okay. Again, and we say experimental wide um, degree of what these things mean. Experimental, it could be something like, this is this is really dangerous what you're trying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, this, you know, you might live or it may kill you instantly. Yes. I mean, you could go to that, yeah. you know. you you're, Or it could be, well, it's going to be bad for your liver down the road if you do survive. This is so hard. You know, it could be something, you know. So there's, it's pretty broad. Yes, it is. It's an ambiguous term. And... But and terminally ill could be, well, you're going to die within the next six months. You're going to die within the next 10 years. Mm. So that's pretty broad as well. But it is going to kill you either way. But aside from that, who with a terminally ill child or if they're terminally ill themselves and you know there's no way out, who is going to say, I'm not going to try this experimental drug or Come on, procedure? Come on. Right. Maybe some people based on their faith, if they're like, all right. You got to uh, disavow your faith or whatever as part of the procedure or something. No, you're not going to do those no. things. But outside of that, almost everybody is going to say yeah. And who, I mean, you're not even talking assisted suicide or suicide. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Because your faith, a lot of people say, you know, it's wrong to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. It's against their faith. So they're like, well, I don't want people to suffer, but it's against my faith and that's just how it is. Sorry. This is not that. This is a drug. So unless you're one of the religions that say we don't believe in taking drugs, and drugs there's a few of those yeah. nutcases there out are, there yeah. or whatever, um, why would you ever not support this? There were 100 groups 
Over a hundred okay. groups that represent patients, safety and security and researchers and whatever who called this unsafe and fought against it. I don't get it. Why? Because it's about control or they didn't do it. It doesn't That's benefit true. them. Mm-hmm. Control. Yeah. As long as there is transparency, done. Yeah. And you know what? You don't even you shouldn't even have to say transparency because what you're talking about is fraud if you're not transparent. Yes, especially if, with this. Right. Something like this. If you know the truth and you peddle it the wrong way, you're scamming somebody, boom, up on fraud. Mm-hmm. We should make I mean, strengthen or increase the product punishments for fraud, scamming, lack Medical of transparency. Fraud. Yeah. Any of it. Any of it. Double it, triple it, whatever. You scam somebody, you knowingly scam them, trick whatever, boom, lock it up, and then force transparency. Other than that, put whatever you want in your body. I mean, these are people saying you could you could kill a baby that's in their body. It's a woman's right to decide what's in her body, but you shouldn't be able to determine or decide for yourself whether or not to take an experimental drug when you're terminally ill. Come on, man. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, lots of tweets coming in with the hashtag what I learned today. Got uh, Bob Blah Blah. Lots of Bob Blah Blah. You like experimentation? I do. You like drugs? I do too. By the way, if they move that, is that June 1st? Is it June 1st? We don't hear that, so I don't know. Hmm. We don't hear that commercial. Hopefully it's June. Our 1st. audience can tell us. Well, it's coming up quick, so you know. <laughs> Get your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. More tweets with the hashtag "What I Learned Today." If you, you got, want, please follow at Doc Times the Show at Real Chris Cruz. You got Lucky Farkin tuning out. What I learned today. Keith Ellison sings about as well as Amy Schumer tells a joke. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> that's really, really bad. <laughs> That's one of those times after hearing his performance, I'm saying to myself, damn, why have I kept my ears so clean? You're so begging true. for wax buildup. You are. Here's what's good. If you know you're going to be attending, like you're, you're, you're drugged by, dragged by your spouse to an Amy Schumer concert. First of all, why is your spouse interested in going? Yeah, you need to get a failed. divorce immediately. Yes, divorce. Let's say your boss or somebody you can't get Much out of better. a concert or a movie even, or you're a captive audience, like it's at the doctor's office and it's playing or something, or a Keith Ellison event. Um, <laughs> if you know you're going to be there, do not use WaxRx. No. Do not. No. I mean, start planning now. You want to avoid using that for months and months. Get a good crusty wax mm-hmm. buildup to hopefully lessen the amount of sound coming into your ear. Now, so if you actually want to hear well and be healthy and you want to keep your ears clean, go to usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com for the WaxRx system. You purchase it. They send it out immediately. If you use the promo code radio, they ship it right to your door for free. It's a three-part system. Step one 
You put the little eardrops uh, in your ear. It softens up the wax. Step two, use a specially doctor-designed pump to safely but effectively flush all of the earwax out. And then you rinse it out with the pH balance rinse. It leaves your ears soft and supple. You will be thrilled with the process and the system you can use over and over and over again. It's inexpensive and it's efficient. It's usewaxrx.com. All right, some more tweets. Hashtag yeah. what I learned today. I got the C42 saying, you know who pedals false hope? Progressives. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, TJ Toppin saying what I learned today. Isn't it the definition of hope and change? Hashtag Venezuela. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. Meg Kennard joining us now from uh, the AP, their political reporter. How are you, Meg? Hey, good morning. I'm great. How are y'all? Doing, uh, we're doing well. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay, so South Carolina, it looks like, has a uh, congressional candidate who's not willing to drop out but may cause some troubles for the Democrats. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that this is one of those political stories that folks just weren't expecting. Um, the Democratic candidate's name is Archie Parnell. He ran last year when the 5th District seat opened up. Um, it used to be Mick Mulvaney's seat. So when Mick moved on to D.C., it became an open seat down here. There was a special election. Archie was a Democratic nominee. He did very, very well. He's a former Goldman Sachs attorney. He worked for ExxonMobil. Um, he's been on Capitol Hill as an attorney before. So he didn't have political experience, but certainly was a, a solid candidate. And he almost won. Um, he came within just a couple of points of beating Ralph Norman, who is currently occupying that seat. And he's, he's running again. You know, that was a special election. This year, there's another go for it um, for the midterms. And Archie was coming into this as a very, very strong candidate. But about 48 hours ago, Jamie Lovegrove, who is a very solid political reporter for the Post and Courier newspaper that's based in Charleston, South Carolina, he broke the story that Archie's campaign staffers were actually beginning to, to leave his campaign after finding out about his I guess about a 40-year-old divorce case. Back in the 70s, Archie was married to a woman, and in their divorce papers are allegations of physical abuse. Um, this is something that had not come to light hmm. until now, at least not in, in South Carolina political news circles. Um, and apparently, according to Jamie's very solid reporting, Archie's campaign manager is gone. His campaign structure has essentially deteriorated. Uh, his website overnight is is no longer working. If you go to archieparnell.com, at least as of a few minutes ago, it doesn't go to anything. And that is, according to Jamie, uh, what he's been told, that is a sign from some of his former staffers, look, you really need to get out of this race. But he has not dropped out yet, right? He has not dropped out. And according to what I am told from sources close to Archie, he's not planning on it. Um, he really is. I guess for some reason convinced that this is a good idea to stay where he is. Hmm. Um, his wife, his, his current wife has been very supportive of his candidacy. She's standing by him um, and has you know, been working with him. Um, but I mean, this comes amid not just calls from you know, the South Carolina democratic party chairman who said, look, you know, in light of what we have heard, it's time for you to go. Former um, South Carolina party chairman, Jamie Harrison, who is now a counselor with the DNC he says it's also time for Parnell to go. The DCCC has pulled out of this race. They're no longer putting anything toward it. And also Cook Political Report um, in the last couple of days has moved this from a likely re 
Republican seat to a solid Republican seat. So if anything, um, Charlie's Charlie's report there is a pretty you know, strong indicator of where he sees this seat remaining come November. Do we do we have any of the details? And I'm not just trying to be salacious. I'm just trying to, to find out what the details are from the 40 year old divorce case that, you know, that looks like it shows some abuse. Again, not to be salacious. I just want to know how serious the the accusations are. Was it a he said, she said, pushing and shoving? Or I mean, did the guy did he go crazy and, and, and just clobber her? According to the papers that Jamie first reviewed and have since been looked at by other outlets, um, Parnell had been locked out of an apartment. Uh, Uh This happened when he was in college during that first early marriage. Um, But he had been locked out of an apartment by people who were trying to protect his wife. Um, I don't know what details led up to them feeling like they needed to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But according to the divorce documents, um, Parnell shattered a glass door with a tire iron and then beat his wife. Um, I don't know if that allegation involved tire iron also, um, but that's a pretty severe um, allegation. Again, we've all all looked at divorce cases. A lot of things do come up, um, but Parnell isn't denying those allegations. Um, He's not denying, but he's not dropping out. Right, okay. Right. He said in a statement to Jamie he did something he's regretted every single day. he lashed out, became violent with people, including his former wife, and that led to a divorce of what he called a monumental change in his life. So you know, to him, perhaps he sees this as something that happened a long time ago, but he's a very changed man and is still, according at least as of right now, making a run for Congress. Yeah, see, and that's my problem with this thing. Um, number one, it's he said, she said, any divorce, you're going to hear certain things that uh, may be a little bit biased from what we're hearing, the way you said that, that seems pretty ser- uh, serious. But if this many people are bailing on it, um, it leads me to believe that it is pretty graphic, number one, that even 40 years later, it would be difficult people to uh, for people to believe he's a changed man. Number two, there are more of these cases, like other things that are coming up, or and or three, that he is also a little off in other ways, and they're like, okay, maybe this guy isn't who we thought it would be. That's That would be my speculation. Hey, who knows? I mean, like I said at the top, this is not the story that a lot of us who cover politics down here really anticipated we'd be covering. Um, if anything, during the special election last year, Parnell came off as, as fairly professorial. Um, some of his campaign staffers said at the time, and, and that was a different crowd of people who were working on his campaign mm-hmm. as opposed to now, for the most part. Um, but some of, some of them said at the time they had a hard time trying to get him amped up in debate and, you know, in talking about certain issues. He just came across as pretty academic, very, very smart, um, but not excitable and not really you know, ready to to grab the podium and and get passionate about stuff. That just wasn't something that they saw in his character. And so to see these allegations, however old that they are, come out against somebody who in public, certainly, and in the campaign came across like that, it is a pretty stark juxtaposition. And it it does make you wonder, you know, what's happened over the last 40 some odd years um, to bring the candidate before us that we have today. What else do we know about his background? Do we know anything else? Um, What else does he bring to the table? What's his resume look like? Well, Archie worked on Capitol Hill. Um, he was a lawyer for some of the congressional committees up there. He's originally from Sumter, South Carolina, which is a, a smaller city um, east of us here in Columbia. Um, he worked for Goldman Sachs. He spent a lot of time working abroad, particularly in Hong Kong. 
um, and he's worked for ExxonMobil. So, I mean, he's a he's got a, a pretty impressive business-based resume, yeah. um, but has never been in elected politics before, and that was something that he campaigned on last go-around, you know, going up against Ralph Norman, the eventual winner and the Republican nominee in the 5th District who had been in the state legislature um, and who had been in and around South Carolina politics for some time, you know, not only being a, a Democrat and that making him different, you know, Archie campaigned is like, look, I've got a different perspective on things. I'm not, you know, one of the establishment, so to speak. Um, so, you know, he certainly had a, a very serious candidacy last year. He's been raising a lot of money this go around. He's pretty much matched Congressman Norman in terms of the money he's been able to bring in. And like I said, it's it's been a race that political watchers, not just in South Carolina, but nationally have looked at and said, you know, this whole blue wave thing, this could potentially be a pickup for Democrats. Mm-hmm. It's a district that goes south of Charlotte and into northern parts of South Carolina. Um, it's demographically changed a lot in recent years. It was John Spratt's district for a very, very long time. And then when Mick Mulvaney won the seat, it turned into Republican hands. But it's it's not – of all the districts in South Carolina, I wouldn't put it in the most conservative column forever. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some districts in the upstate that very much seem to be solidly red, and something dramatic would need to change up there for those to potentially be a Democratic pickup. But the 5th District is kind of a maybe – Someday we'll see. And so, you know, the party had looked at it as a a potential growth avenue for this next go around. But particularly in light of these allegations with Parnell having been the front runner, the one that I think a lot of people assumed would you know, be going up in the general election with that maybe in question, maybe not happening at all. It certainly has taken away a lot of that Democratic confidence going into November. So fifth district is one to watch now. I would say so. Um, I had been paying attention to it already, but even I'm paying more attention now. Yeah, across the country, people are going to be interested in one way or another. They'll be curious about it. Meg, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate the update as always. Sure. Thanks so much. Meg Kennard, uh, AP political reporter uh, from South Carolina. So South Carolina 5th is going to be one to watch. Archie Parnell is the candidate we were talking about. Um, I just mean, you know, from a curiosity standpoint, what's going to happen with this. But this is an opportunity for all of us to monitor and judge consistency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's another one of those opportunities for you to judge every political candidate out there, friends and family, uh, pontificators, news people, journalists, talk shows, and determine if people are consistent. Archie Parnell um, is accused of these things. Mm -hmm. The information has been released from 40 years ago and like all of the allegations even against people who i politically disagree with and people that i think probably committed something that was illegal and definitely immoral i say these are accusations yeah yeah to my knowledge they haven't been proven and then what's the limit do we need to bring everything that happened you know, when he was 16 and he, I don't know, maybe shoplifted a, a right. piece of candy. So how far? You know, this this happened, according to the document, happened 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. If it happened how it was documented by, and then the divorce. So how long do you have? So do we have to have somebody that's squeaky clean? That's no background? Right. That's not done anything bad? And do we believe in second chances? Do we believe in second chances? Okay, yeah. do those second chances include, not that this is Char- uh, Archie's case, mm-hmm. but possibly... 
Does it include somebody beating a wife with a tire iron? Mm. Do you come back from that? Difficult. I learned my lesson. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Most of us, again, believe in second chances. Is it to that level? Is it not? Can you come back? These are all questions. My point being, if you see conservatives out there going, ah, Archie Parnell, the guy beat his wife, and suddenly the person who was, um, you know, all supporting of Roy Moore and some of the others, oh, nothing to see here. That was years ago. Stop it. That are now saying Archie Parnell absolutely cannot be a congressman because of that. Mm. Sorry. And on the other side, if you see the Democrats out there that are going, well, it was years ago and blah, blah, blah. Um, Has he done it since 40 years ago? No. No. So it's different then. But also the James Clyburn, the former House member, DNC leader who's running for governor down there. And some of the others that Meg had mentioned are calling for him. Well, it's probably appropriate that he drop out. No, that's not enough. Mm -mm. That is not enough for you to say that if you went all Roy Moore. Yeah. If you went crazy, Roy Moore is a pedophile child rapist. If you went that far, (laughs) then I I expect The the same level... Tailoring it, of course, for Archie, possibly beating his wife with a tire wife iron. Beater. Wife beater, right? I mean, felony wife beater. I mean, these are the types of things I want to hear. I want to see the political jokes the yep. same way. If not, you're being a hypocrite about this stuff. Archie may have done this. He may not. We don't know. Obviously, abusing anybody, hitting anybody in a situation like this, save self-defense, is wrong. He was wrong to have done that, period, if, of course, he did it. It's still an allegation. I'm looking for consistency. That's the main reason I'm interested in this story. Yeah. Let's look for consistency across the board. Who would have thought the 5th District of South Carolina would do this? <laughs> right, exactly. Out of, out, of all, out of all the districts in the United States, the 5th District of South Carolina. Right out of there. <laughs> But uh, what does this have to do, or um, how will this affect, rather, the blue wave? Yeah. This is going to be... And here's the thing. People forget. They bring, oh, Roy Moore, Roy Moore, pedophile. You know they're going to do the same thing to you guys. So you better hope your candidates are squeaky clean as well. It is. It works both ways. I think they always forget that. They always forget that it works both ways. You know, we keep using the term... um, Overplaying their hand. Okay. You know, progressives have way overplayed their hands the last 10 years or so, going way too far, trying to, you know, move the goals and everything Mm -hmm. way too far. But in politics, I think people are beginning to overplay their hand. See, social media, against court of public opinion, we've talked about that a ton, right? You're tried in the court of public opinion, you're done. And I've said the Clintons taught us back in the 90s that as long as you're willing to suffer all the humiliation and the jokes and whatever and hang in there, it'll pass. Mm-hmm. You can get elected, you can turn it around, it's actually quite Stand easy. Stand your ground. It's just a matter of you being, being willing to suffer through all of this stuff. Um, and also, if there's anybody that has any influence over you, like donors, if they start pulling out or tell you you got to bail. Aside from that, you can just hang in there and do this. I think people in the court of public opinion are beginning to overplay their hand. Everything goes faster and faster. I think the gotcha moments of Archie Parnell beat his wife with a tire iron. You know, all of those? Mm -hmm. Those are short-lived now. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And the entire Me Too, Time's Up movement. Look at the hog kid. Hmm. It's over, folks. Yeah. I thought he was going to be around forever, and maybe there'll be other moments. But we had the mass murder in Texas last week. The hog kid made a couple of comments. Was he all over CNN? No. no. Neither was the other one. The moments come and go faster and faster. So even the ability to try somebody in the court of public opinion, maybe a lot of that's over. Really? Or not as significant as maybe we thought. Hmm. That would be nice. That would hmm. be a positive today. Quick break back with more on The Morning Blaze. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On The Blaze Radio Network. Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Ha! People calling you out for your bias, Chris. Yeah, calling you out. I don't get it here, Florida. Remember, people keep us honest. That's fine. That's fine. Florida.man.com saying I love when Chris Cruz schedules reporters for uh, Doc Thompson to interview. Reporters in reporters quotes. in quotes uh, to interview from the proven biased media and ignores my tweets. Have you ignored other tweets or is it this I tweet? Went, I seriously, as during the interview, I saw that. And I scroll back. I have not seen no tweets that I've ignored. We've read some of his yeah. in the past. Yeah. And I hate it because I have to say florida.man.com. That's how I remember it. That's how I remember by, by the way, um, if we ever miss any of your tweets uh, and don't read them, sometimes, quite often, it's not that they weren't good or funny. No. We just missed them. Yeah. Because we're also trying to do this while we're on the air and they yeah. scroll down because we're, we, do we monitor, yeah. we monitor multiple, we monitor what I learned today, our own private ones, what we tweet, people tweeting at us, who we follow, all of these as a tweet deck. Mm-hmm. So if you're not familiar with a tweet deck, it comes up in different columns and I'll tweet out a picture so you guys can see And then if we it. have any additional yeah. um, hashtags or whatever, so it's just a little tricky is also don't ever think we're ignoring you, whatever. Sometimes trust me, I'll tell you if I'm ignoring you. I've been pretty sure with that one. And you wouldn't be ignoring them if you're telling them. Yeah, I, I told them. I was like, I'm not reading that. Yeah, but that's not ignoring, though, then, because you mentioned it. Oh, just, okay. Never yeah. mind. And I, anyway, I, so to your point, though, about the reporter, here's the thing. Yes, the AP has proven themselves biased many times over. Meg is pretty legit. Yeah. I'm not saying she's not. I've not followed every bit of her work. We've had her on a few times. I don't think there was anything any obvious bias mm-hmm. in that interview, left or right. She was right there. She just we gave wanted. the facts and the Information, which what we needed. In the past, we've had her in, on um, in similar situations. She does a good job. Mm-hmm. I think Meg is pretty solid. I believe that if you're going to have a journalist, if you're going to say we have a standard that is journalism and you unbiased reporting, as close as we can get to it, that that's what you need. Yes. You need something like that. This is something my wife has to battle with, constantly yeah. and deal every day. And she's very good about that. I think uh, what we should have is people just admitting their biases up front. And yeah. then, then you know, and it's a little yeah. bit easier. But yeah. no, Meg has not been a problem at all. No. Hopefully you didn't hear anything. I, I, I didn't hear I didn't, anything. If, and if we miss something, let us let, know. Please do. Uh, you got a whole tweeting out what I learned today. Uh, why, why, why did you have to mention the hog kid? Sorry. That's true. Sorry. That's true. No, but that feel good about that. No, yeah, that... We I was going to tweet him over the weekend with some stupid stuff within seconds of the mass murder. Seconds. He started talking about it and using it. And this is what I was going to tweet. And then I decided, why well, give him the attention? It's yeah. over. 
Think about this. Okay. When he was banging that drum all the way up to the march. Okay. So it was February 14th, the shooting and mass murder in mm-hmm. Parkland, right? He was banging that drum all the way up to the march. So that was about two months. Two months, and yeah. All over the place. Anybody that called him out, he wasn't using the deaths of those people because mm-hmm. he was there. He thought he was going to die. Okay. Maybe you really cool. did. And maybe that's, I get cool. it. You're right. You lived it. Got it. Everyone moving forward. <laughs> you're using the deaths of those kids to push an agenda. Sorry. That's how it is. No one thought about that. No. Called him out. Uh, hey, it's grilling season. Ooh. We are so close to this thing. You've got Memorial Day next Monday, this long is that what you weekend. Do? People grill. Oh, no, no, it's not what you do. If I am invited to somebody's house where I don't have to cook. So you don't grill? No, sometimes we do if I have the time. Um, I don't even know what I have going on. I think my mom's in town this oh, weekend. That's awesome. So we're hanging out. So I'll uh, see if she you wants got to jellies? grill. Huh? You got your jellies? From Minostalgia Wild Rice, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to blazewildrice.com. Uh, yeah, I'm going to see if she wants to grill. And by that, mm. see if she wants to grill. Mm. Okay. She, she needs to take care of the kids. I have a question you know. for you. Yes, go ahead. Is she bringing a date? No. No, mom's dating, though. That's a whole I know, other thing. she's dating. We got to talk about that at some point. We've got, I touched on it, but it's getting worse. It's getting Is worse. Is it? Yeah, it's getting worse. <laughs> much, much worse. Much worse. Uh, it's grilling season, so as you head into this uh, weekend, there's still time. Get your Minostalgia products at blazewildrice.com. The grilling sampler packs right now, including the beer jelly, available uh, for a discount with the promo code BEER10. Use the promo code BEER10, and you get 10% off the sample packs. I cannot stress enough that if you you are new to blazewildrice.com try the Get sampler it. packs try the sampler because you're not going to know what you like and what you don't like yep. you're going to like most of it but there may be something you don't like as much yep and laura d was asking a question yesterday it's like dog why should i get them they're much more expensive than my local ones the local what the local jellies do they have beer jelly i don't know that's I'm what laura that's d said a, no that's a fail and number two uh i've not had many beer jellies there's amazing. And I don't like jelly. And by the way, they're real and they're spectacular. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. Why are you all bougie about pressure washers? Oh, <laughs> it's not commercial. Well, Chris just all of a sudden starts going off on pressure washers. And no, he's like, do you it, like pressure washers? And I'm like, you it, know, br- it brought me back. Not it, on my, my backside or anything <laughs> like that. But It brought me back memories of like pressure washers. And I'm like, man, I haven't pressure washed something in a while. And I want to see what was, if, if you're you asking. body parts or? No, like the. the For the appropriate application. Yeah, it's like the, the, the. Decks. Decks. Again, and not body floors. parts. No, no, that's not for like, Well, you uh, can't do patios. that. It, it goes right through you if, if you actually shoot it at somebody like it's that. It's dangerous. It's yeah. very dangerous. But so, you're a big fan of using I them growing know. up? Uh-huh. And also, I wanted to know if, uh, you know, either little Doc Thompson or teenager Doc Thompson used to play with a. Uh, pressure washer and write his name you mean use them appropriately no inappropriately like you know like i used to write my name uh practice my cursive like on the on the the pavement on the pavement yeah you know the driveway 
it's work. My dad would get pissed at me because I was working, and then I'm. Uh, oh, next thing I know, it says Christian Robles Cruz, and then some other things that I decided to write. Yeah, and he'll get mad at me because he would not come off because you know it takes a long time. <laughs> Well, because even if you clean the rest of it around it, you could kind of still see the pieces, right? You can. You have to really work. It's pretty cool. I love pressure washers. No, pressure washers are fun. Um, here's the thing. Always offering people ideas. Want to yeah. make a bunch of money. Yeah. And necessity is the mother of invention. Why do we not have readily available, <laughs> inexpensive pressure washers that can clean that have a stream that cleans more than two centimeters at a time. <laughs> Pressure washers on a patio or a deck where you're cleaning mm-hmm. out, you know, a lot of the <clears throat> the dirt that gets down in the little, you know, granules crevices. and crevices and all that stuff. Work they work great. But they clean the size of like a quarter of a penny. Yeah. And you go, wow, look at this. Back and forth over the same hour later amazing an hour later you've done like a six inch by six inch <laughs> and, and then you can't stop no you can't it's like genesis uh 950 you can't stop at once but you have to continue doing it no, all but at least genesis 950 it goes quick you know <laughs> this is, and you want to quit and you're like darn then you start talking you're like i'll quit at the national the natural break where the line is mm. i'll just do the top half okay you oh know, yeah. You yeah, yeah 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 and yeah. you get to that and you're like Oh, it looks so stupid. It's why didn't I just, you know? Oh, pressure washers are annoying that way. So, how come somebody hasn't come up with a a cheap, that's readily a, available that's, that's one? That's a good question. I guess you'd need a bigger machine in order to get it to. Because we've we've gone to, uh, to electric now, so now we got electric pressure washer. All right. So maybe the technology is almost there. I don't know. I'm just saying the noozle, the nozzle. The noozle, noozle needs to be like, I don't know, a six, eight inch pass. Right? So you do the stripe and yeah. you go like this. You go. Whoosh. It's, like a, it's like a wider paintbrush. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, at least give me like you so know, where's your hat? Where's four your, to six inches. That's what you need? Four to six? Well, yeah. Think about it. Because I mean, you're doing like the size of a, of a penny. Okay. Right? I mean, that's. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. You need a big swipe like that. And you don't get just one swipe, right? No, it's not like, you have to go back. And you got to do it kind of slow. Mm-hmm. So you go back and forth a couple times. It's not at the lack of pressure. It's the lack of size. Mm-hmm. It yeah. needs to be much, much bigger yeah. to be efficient. Yes. Much, yes. much bigger. I got a couple tweets here. And before you get to those, let me just... Okay. That was for the entire last conversation. <laughs> TJ Toppin saying, uh, we need a turtle update. I'm about to just mark it down as dead. Oh, yeah. Is it dead yet? No. I tweeted a picture yesterday. He's alive. Okay. When did you tweet it? Uh, Yesterday. Like, uh, Did you tweet it with a copy of yesterday's newspaper? See, a lot of people were asking me for that. (laughs) Yeah, because I wanted that maybe a picture from a couple weeks ago when you got the turtle. I will tweet this weekend a copy. I don't get newspapers. Where do you get newspapers? A newspaper store. Okay. Well, let me find a newspaper store. Go, Go to the mall. What is a mall? Okay, let me explain. How. It's a big area with a lot of collection of stores. And go to the newspaper store. Okay. Um, Snodstein's newspaper store. You look it up. Ooh, 
Okay. So you look, it may be under Snodstein's. It may also be under newspaper. It could be P for paper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be P for periodical. Mm. Uh, it could be um, N for just news. What if I just newspaper. go to the library? You, you for update. Okay. So you don't know a mall or a newspaper, but you know library. I know library. Okay, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Bob, Bob. You're going to need a newspaper. Um, and I need some, what other evidence to make sure it's not photoshopped? How do I know? Mm, we got Just bring it in. Bring okay. the turtle in, then I'll That's verify fine. it. Hey, last time I did that, uh, I lost the stupid animal a couple times. So where did you get the turtle? Uh, girlfriend's parents. <clears throat> so it was free? Okay, good. I was like, yeah. I was running the other day and I saw some turtles. I was like, why didn't Chris just grab some? Okay. I'd done that before. And what happens? She was like, what are you doing that? You're taking it out of uh, its atmosphere. What if you had family to go back to? But what about the turtle now? It was an orphan? <laughs> exactly. Was it a homeless turtle? It was a homeless Living turtle. Living on the street around it, a, a barrel was, with fire? There was no barrel with fire, but it was like on the street. And then she went. Little snap for food. She went and did the research saying that turtles only go about a mile away from their whether like their home. But what about this one? She didn't mind this one? What's the difference? She I, did turtle research. Uh, wait a minute. Okay. She did turtle research. See, they only go about a while for their home. Doc Thompson, anything that I say, she will do research. So, you know, when you go to like the nursery to buy like plants. Yeah. I want a house plant because my house is kind of empty. Okay. And I'm more of the guys that just go and do. I'm like Peter Griffin. I just do. Right. I don't need no... Makes sense, sure. I need no... So, on Saturday, I think it was, or Sunday, I was like, hey, get dressed, we're leaving. She gets dressed, we're leaving. She goes, where are we going? It's a surprise. Boom, nursery. Down, downtown Dallas. Beautiful nursery. Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Um, a surprise, and we're going to the nursery. <laughs> quite the romantic. Thank you. Quite the, Thank uh, you. Quite the ladies' There's man floors. there. There's floor, uh, flowers there, and floor arrangements. and. Yeah, I know. This is not the, oh, we're going, oh, taking me on a little surprise. Good. The plant store, the nursery. Okay. Well, it's really hot and humid in here. Okay. We get there, and then she goes, what kind of plant are you looking for? I was like, I don't know. I want something for the house, inside. She's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then after I look around, I was like, whoa, $160? Nope. Uh, $100? Nope. Can you get the cheap $60. I was like, where are the, I, I said, are the cheap ones? I just want $20. They're Something. the ones where there's 400 on the shelf over there because they're really tiny. You wanted a cutting is what you yes. wanted. You wanted some uh, leaves that had yes. fallen off the other place. Yes. Uh-huh. So I, I, I look and I was like, oh, no, this is way too much. I'll mm-hmm. wait for it. And then she goes, you know, we could have done this at home. We could have done research on what plants are good for the house research doc thompson if i want a plant i could just get a plant i don't need no research on what kind of plant i need i mean if you have cats or or kids or something that are allergic to something so you have to do research or you have allergies or no. something other than that the research is i like that plant I like i want to take it or and- maybe it's cheap and easy or something like that <laughs> speaking of cheap, cheap and, easy, and easy yeah yes. <laughs> at the blaze uh keith how are you sir so i'm like I've noticed that she's one of those people that needs research in order to do something. Is you not like that? Uh, I mean, she'll do research if we're traveling or something like that, but that's more fun. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Going to the nursery is not fun? No. Um, not for anybody who has to plant plants or maintain their outside or no, and that's not fun. Oh, look at that. No, but Una will do it for research. See, so let's say we're planning a big trip. I say, hey, we got a big trip to wherever, New York or mm-hmm. Paris or whatever. In six months, she will do research constantly, regularly, because it's anticipation. Okay. So it's like she's already there. 
So yeah. that part's fun. Not me. I'm just like you want to be prepared, so, so you know what you want to do prepared. when you get there. You know, it's about she gets to she gets to live it now. Now for and her, she that's can't what wait. It's about right. She's like anxious. Yeah, I need to go there right now. She is anxious. Exactly. Uh, for me though, I'm just like, hey, what are we doing next week? Oh, that Paris trip is Tuesday. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Let me, I got to pack. Right. I mean, just Ooh. I don't have time. So, I yes, can't sir. travel with people like you. Uh, so anyway, uh, the reason I came in here, you guys were talking about power washers, yes. and uh, I used to work at a golf course. Mm-hmm. And I can um, see that. Yeah, so I was cleaning out a cart once, and and some of the uh, debris from the cart ended up like on my leg and on my foot. And anyway, um, and without thinking, I decided <gasps> I would just spray it off of my leg. You know, I'm wearing shorts. Anyhow, yeah. So I I have a quite nice little scar there. Um, from that uh, event. No, you knew you were not supposed to use the power washer. <laughs> right, because I body. was stupid. No, but did I you know that though? I mean, you. Knew oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't thinking. You just. I just went. Oh, let me just spray that off my leg. I actually could kind of see. Yeah, that. I, I mean, see and that. it yeah, sliced yes. it good right across the shin. And how did it? Uh, I mean. How you only made it? one pass, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm really curious about this. And then so, I kind of limped all the way up to the clubhouse with and they blood were like, you gushing. It was dumbass. Oh, you, yeah. Were you mocked? Oh, of course. So uh, explain how that how that works when you use it on your body. Um, you get to see the inside of your body. Yeah. I mean, it was grotesque, man. Yeah. It, Did it, it was fillet powerful. it open? Yeah. It was, uh, so it was a one swipe or was a half yeah, a one swipe? Yeah, it was one swipe. Yeah, it was kind of about... And I'm, I'm get the bell ready. Really it was about, about uh, six, eight inches long. Oh, uh, yeah! Now, it was. Did it slice it open like a knife, or yeah. hang on, hang on, or did it just uh, wipe away the layers of skin? Yeah, I don't see it right now. I guess it's not really so visible was it, there. Was, it was. Um, did it just was it like sandpapering off layers of flesh, or was no, it? No, like it was cutting? a it was a groove. I mean, it was like oh, finger so width. Did, okay, so oh, it just know, gouged right just in, gouged and it, it was. It was right across there, and it was How really grotesque. I was 16? young then. 14? Yeah, no, shoot. I was in my 20s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, it's good times. Good times. Now, the second time you used it on your on your body, how did it work then? <laughs> well, that <laughs> time, that was just for the fun of it. Okay, good. So, come on. I'm addicted to the pain. <laughs> I say this because I am one of those people that, although you know it's going to be bad, I still kind of want to know how bad. I, really? No, you don't. It's the, uh, hey, this plate is hot. Don't touch it. When they oh, set it down at the hot. restaurant. Why'd you touch it? It's Elaine. <laughs> By I the way. I know what your definition of hot was. How hot is hot? But <laughs> blah, blah, blah is loving our Seinfeld references today. He's catching them on and off. No, that's like, what it is. I mean, don't you want to do I'm like, I know I'm, I'm not going to do it intentionally because it will be bad. But I do want to know how bad. Mm, that's because right? you're a freak, I think. Is it kinda, was the... I had a lava discussion last night with Jeffy. Oh. Same thing. The puff and the poking? You the poking in the puff. Right. So I walk in the studio, and he's screwing around doing whatever he's doing. And I look up, and boom, there's a full shot of massive volcanic eruption. It's beautiful. And beautiful. Yes. yes. And I keep seeing it online. I'm like, ah, look at that. That's incredible. And he goes, right? And I go, <laughs> Chris and I were talking about it on the air, and I go, we want to poke it. Oh. And he goes, what? I said, if the lava, not the eruption, you're too close. I said, but is it slowly? Mm-hmm. I said, you got to go up and poke it. I, he goes, yeah, it's going to be hot. He said, well, you got to find stuff. I said, how about this? We, You know the lava's heading this way? Mm-hmm. D- don't tell me. We wouldn't get like 10 oh. feet from it and start putting stuff in its path. Right? <laughs> oh, right oh, oh, here he goes. Put the oh, office oh, here chair. Go, here he goes. Oh! 
Tana Crisco. Tana Crisco. <laughs> oh, right? No, all of the office chairs. All of these chairs right <laughs> here. Are going, these right. are terrible. I all the mic see them stands. Destroyed. All everything's going to, oh, it burned them. It so, burned them. So then I was like, what things would we put there? Some <laughs> bacon? Mm. How, cooks, how quick is it going to cook that bacon? I don't think we'll be able to see it cooked. <laughs> you might be able to smell bacon. <laughs> but don't Ooh. you at least want to try? How much bacon does it take to bring that smell of bacon? Mm. Just start lining them up. Oh, I want my laptop out there. I want to watch it die. Uh, what other things? And then I told Jevy, I said, um, as a younger man, I may have been somebody, had I lived in Hawaii during one of these volcanic eruptions, may have put something flammable in its path, <gasps> which of course, it's like your pressure washer. Yo, I'll I do that. Mean, stop. But I just want to see it. But as a kid, I abs- I know I would have been putting fireworks out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? Wouldn't you? Bottle army rockets. men too. You know? Yeah, oh, army men. Right. Those are gone. <laughs> right. And you want to see it. It's like, look, it's not even there and it's already melting. It hasn't even touched it. It's melting. It's like Toy Story. <laughs> and you know you can't get anywhere close, but it's like you got to put it like 10 feet and then it's going to take like an hour. You know. So you're going to put all the stuff out there. I get things to do. And you're going to be like, so oh, I'll be, I'm going to go get his sandwich. You run out yeah. I'll be flying my drone and Doc will be like... Closer. Where's closer. The, closer. Get closer. Get, 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 where, where's the oh, no, no, no. You can't get closer. <laughs> where's the, where's it starts melting. Where's the power <laughs> washer? You know, I got I will kill some time. Power washing the lava. <laughs> oh. I did we not think about this. Oh, my gosh. The, <laughs> me, you, and Keith. Power oh, washing the power lava. Power washer versus volcano lava. <laughs> it's All tickets. I know, that is deadly. I mean, you could... You, well, you've seen the stuff. It's projectiles. Yeah. The stuff pops as it cools. Yeah. And it's not like like little bullet-sized no. pieces oh, of lava. Boulders. Which, by the way, that would kill you because it's oh, coming as fast as a bullet. Yeah. right? But that's chucking things like the size of a refrigerator mm-hmm. going the speed of a bullet. Do you see the guy that got his leg hit? Yes. Crushed yeah. it. So I know this stuff, and my parents would be going, don't be out there playing with that lava. <laughs> but it's right there. And I'd have like wa- frozen water balloons. I'd be chucking down oh, the road at it. Frozen water balloons. I mean, Boy, just... Is- this is I'm getting. I'm liking this. Can we? Can so we don't do, a, do this. I'm just telling no. you. This what is the dumb stuff guns? I would you do. You should go broadcast a show from that neighborhood. <laughs> can you imagine the how the officials would be like, just incensed at that? Stop it. You're Stop encouraging it. people to do this. No, no, no. We're not. See, this is what was so good about that show, uh, MythBusters. Oh yes, they got to do all those things, albeit safely. Yes. That we do. wanted to do that they would never let you. And how? Because we're busting myths here, and it's part of a broadcast. And we have a, a camera in front of us. We've taken necessary safety precautions when really they just want to burn army men. Yes. Right? And they're getting paid. Exactly. And we put a warning label in the front. Do not do this at home or try this at home. We're specials. <sighs> I would be missing at least one limb and probably a couple of fingers or toes in addition on whatever li- appendages are left be worth if it. I lived in Hawaii when this was going on. I know it because mm-hmm. I would not be able to let it go. I no, would not, not let, let it, it go. go. I want you to put a car. I, my, you know, my parents would see me out there screwing around with the water <laughs> pressure or something or just a hose because I can't get close to it. <laughs> and then I'd be trying to get stuff in front of me to battle the heat so I could get close enough. <laughs> Dad would come home and go, you dumbass. And yell at me, I'd be in trouble, whatever. And then the next couple days, I'd do it, I'd lose a limb. And the whole time in the hospital, my dad would be going, I told you, did not let it go. And that sounds would be like, do it. nailed it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I know, I know, I shouldn't have done it. What about cigarettes? Throwing cigarettes at it. But see, we didn't have YouTube back in our day. 
Okay. Oh, had I, I hit mean, YouTube, this would definitely live, lost a limb. This would definitely forever. lost a limb. There's no, I'm serious. And it's not that I know it was dangerous. It was just, hey, this looks really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I told you the story about the, the firecrackers. Did you tell mm-hmm. the story about the firecrackers? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, I've told this years ago. Maybe it's been a while. So the friends of mine, we used to uh, uh, have a fascination with fireworks as okay. every, every kid. good American boy between the ages of eight and a hundred hundred have <laughs> two and a hundred have and uh we would often keep them keep a supply in the car with us or whatever because you never know when you're gonna need them right it's true you that never is so know true when there's a mailbox that needs tending to <laughs> a bottle another car that's chasing you down the highway something you're not condoning he's creating right so it's a uh, sunny, summer, sunny summer afternoon, the mean streets of Ashtabula, Ohio, Ohio, mm-hmm. and we are cruising around, and uh, I'm taking the firecrackers, and I'm lighting them and chucking them out the window one by one. Buddy <laughs> mine's driving, just <laughs> boom, pow. And then I was like, what, what, am, what am I doing? Dumbass, what are you doing? Oh, you Lighting realize? fireworks, individual firecrackers, and mm-hmm. chucking them out the window. Dangerous. <sighs> No, why are you lighting an individual firecracker and checking out the window? Why not doing the entire, whole stack? Entire, you know, packets Pack, of them. The yeah. little small ones. Yeah. Or what do they have of those? Yeah. 10, 20 in a pack, whatever. And I start lighting the whole ones out. Boom. And then I was like, wait a minute, Doc. What are you doing? <laughs> we have entire bricks of them. <laughs> why are you lighting just individual, <laughs> the small packs when you could? So I'm lighting bricks. Throw them out the window. And... I go, I light one up, and I throw it out the window, full, mm. extend the arm out the window to get distance, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. out ah. all the way. Oh, no. But the window was no. closed, was only half, oh, half, full? half oh, open, no. and my hand hit the window. Oh, no. Like that. God! And the fire, the entire brick lands in my lap. Oh! I almost lost an appendage that day. Instead, oh. I instantly, and now they're, it's getting close, right? It's, <laughs> so I stand up in the car to get it off my lap, and it's down on the floorboard of the car. Oh. And it's going off. I don't know if you've ever seen a firework in an enclosed place, just a firecracker. Uh-huh. Lots of paper, even from one, and lots of smoke. Lots of it. An and entire brick. We're driving down the road like a Cheech and Chong movie with smoke billowing out. My buddy can't see. He has to pull over. And there is paper everywhere. The entire car. It looked like one of the pranks you pull on somebody where you fill the car with like styrofoam peanuts or something like that. Filled. The car. This is great. Yeah, do not do this. Man. I mean, the the rug is singed. <laughs> the plastic on the door. I'm sorry. The images of your boys' faces just flashed before my eyes as well as you were telling this story. Oh yeah, because yeah. It landed in that lap of yours. Oh no, it did. <laughs> I was up and I mean, I was out. Boom! I was on my toes and the oh. things on my feet. Yeah, do I not guess do this. This was in your car. No, no. Okay, okay. No, I was smart enough not to do it in my car. (laughs) Right. No, but these are the types of... Tell me if I had lava in the backyard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be over. It'd be very, very bad. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. This is... The Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio.
collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. By the way, Chef Patrick, uh, normally heard at this time, Wednesdays on uh, the Morning Blaze, is off today because he is traveling. We were, of course, in uh, Chicago yeah. for the National, National Restaurant Association. Um, Patrick's been there before because he's a f- food consultant. Mm-hmm. So he... Uh, Drums up business, people that are interested in, you know, he's a business consultant in general, but he specializes in food service, having been a chef for so long. So he does that. But he was also promoting um, Spoonie that he launches, the new uh, platform that he has for content. Uh, and it got good reception. If you want to go to Spoonie.com, sign up. And, I did uh, yesterday. Yeah, I appreciate that. Give him my that. email address. Give him the email. He's not going to spam you a bunch of stuff, anything like that. So Spoonie.com. But uh, he'll be with us next week. Tried to get him up to come in here. And then, who was it? Uh, just Jason Buttrell goes. So you guys were in Chicago, and he goes, you know, could Patrick make a deep dish pizza? And I was like, yeah, sure. What's he goes, because I would love to have a deep. I was like, you know, we're not taking orders here. (laughs) It was like, like, you know what? Let me see what he can come up with for you. We're not Uber Eats. What are you doing? Right, exactly. But after he said it, I was like, wow, that does sound good. Maybe we can get him to make one next week. (laughs) <laughs> we need a backstory for it. TACPAC.com. T-A-C, as in tactical pack, as in package. TACPAC.com. How many days left until the June pack comes? The $205 value June pack. Do we know how many days? Nine days. Oh, two hours. Down. Three hours. Three minutes. Sign up today at TACPAC.com. It's a monthly service. They send you a little box in the mail, and the box contains various tactical gear, things that support uh, firearm enthusiasts. Sometimes it's gloves. Sometimes it's part of a gun. It only costs you forty nine ninety five a month. Forty nine ninety five a month, Easy. and the pack is always valued at over a hundred dollars. Usually between one hundred and one hundred and fifty. And you could sell this stuff. You, you can just sell this stuff. You don't want it, but you can cancel at any time. So it's not even. This would be a good deal if they locked you in for six months or a year or something. And that's something like we that. will do. Absolutely. I've told you before. I would say a minimum, Chris, we got to get people on the hook for three months just because you need the recurring business in order to make it profitable. They say, no, you can cancel at any time. So good. But occasionally the packs go even bigger. June, we know, is going to be valued at $205, but you've got to sign up before the clock runs out in nine days. TACPAC.com. What a great Father's Day gift coming up in Mm -hmm. June, June, right? Yep. July, looking like it's going to be a pretty good month as well. Just go to TACPAC.com. Get all the details. T-A-C-P-A-C-K.com. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. I was thinking, we were talking off the air about shenanigans and hijinks when you're a kid and the stupid things you do. Okay. Almost everything I did was for the gag or the adventure, to be just to be funny or the adventure of it. Yeah, and the curiosity. Yeah. My, we Am were I going to survive? 
Yeah, we were not just like vandals. We're not just oh, vandalizing no. stuff. We didn't do that stuff. We didn't, uh, you know, commit a bunch of you know crime, crime, robbery, anything like this. It was all let's just let's just idle hands. Let's have fun. Let's be stupid. Yeah, like me, I grabbed a banana leaf and decided since we don't get snow in Puerto Rico, um, let me just you know just slide down this big hill and see if I survive. So you went sled riding on banana leaves in Puerto Rico. Yep. How was that? Well, you know, after a couple of uh, spruces and scuffs, and well. it does not work. My, mm. uh, I had no pants left. <laughs> uh, it literally shredded pants and underwears, and I could not sit for like about a week. Okay. And my dad was like, well, there you go. Lesson learned, right? I'm like, yep, I need a thicker plantain leaves. You need plantain leaves, not banana leaves, because they're thicker, right? <laughs> Thank you. That's, Completely that's the lesson. Missed that Good. One on gotcha. The- gotcha. <laughs> yeah, uh, plantains can be very good for you, though. Oh, not just that, but no. uh, plantains can be very good. A lot of sugar in them, but uh, certainly healthy vitamin. Even better for you is uh, vegetables. Oh, I hate vegetables, though. See, here's the thing. Lots of people hate vegetables, or they're not easy to get into your diet if you're time. on the go time. This is why you need to try Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. It's an entire sub, uh, serving of fruits and vegetables in one scoop. And it's not an extract or anything like that. So it it's tastes actually, disgusting, right? No, it's it's just a powdered vegetable that you can mix with whatever liquid you want. You mix it with eight ounces of liquid or more or less, drink it down, and you are good to go, and you get that full serving. So it's prebiotic. It's probiotic. You get the antioxidants. You get all of that stuff that you're trying to get in your body by eating vegetables in a much faster and easier method. And I tried it with coffee, cold coffee, because that's all I had. Did it work all right? Yeah. I'm going to try it with coffee today. I'm going to yeah. try it. It's, it wasn't good. It, it's okay. All right. I can see myself. Were you know, a little better with orange juice? Oh, yes. <laughs> orange juice is the yes. go-to. That's or the milk. go-to. Milk actually tastes really good. I just tried it with milk. I'm just ca- the, the color changes, just to let you know. So don't get freaked out. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> Try Field of Greens today. It's from a good company, yeah. Brickhouse Nutrition. We've told you about them before because we still love the dawn to dust. Oh, yeah. But go to BrickhouseDoc.com. BrickhouseDoc.com. The promo code you're looking for is DOC, so you can get a discount off your order. It's Brickhouse Nutrition at BrickhouseDoc.com. Joining us now, U.S. Congressional Candidate from North Carolina's 1st Congressional District, Roger Allison, how are you, sir? Doing fine, Doc. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Uh, We became aware of you and your candidacy because one of our listeners said, Doc, you're a big fan of Patrick Henry, and we've got a candidate here in North Carolina that's running that is a descendant of Patrick Henry, and I said, we got to get this guy in the air. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you. Yes, uh, I'm a nice descendant of Patrick Henry, so... uh While a lot of your listeners uh, Google Patrick Henry to find out, I'll just go ahead and say I have um, uh, an extra dose of uh, uh, give me liberty or give me death. (laughs) (laughs) Roger, I have so in the tank. I I love Patrick Henry so much. Whenever I take any of the little which founding father would you be, who are you most, I always end up with Patrick Henry. And anybody that said, give me Libby, give me death, and makes that passionate speech, lays it out, and then when they come up with the Constitution goes, I don't know if I can trust them even with this. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even trust the Constitution. They're going to use this to get us at some point. I'm like, yeah, that's my kind of guy. Yeah, well, that that's the way it's been going, too. I'm a pretty strict constitutionist, but I really don't know how we can top the discussion on putting things in front of volcano lava, though. You know? <laughs> it is. It's hard to follow lava, right? It really is. 
I'm telling you, I, I was having uh, illusions of Gallagher when I was in college, you know, <laughs> smashing pumpkins and yeah. uh, watermelons, you know. <laughs> so did you did you grow up in North Carolina? Actually, I, I uh, grew up on a farm. Um, I really like history, so th- this kind of points to it as well in uh, Appomattox County, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and that's where Lee surrendered to Grant, right? Mm. But, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, learned the, the work ethic there of, uh, you know, hard work and its relationship of harvest and sowing, and that's where I was baptized and the whole thing. But I, I grew up on a farm, and... Um, I've uh, lived in the Raleigh, North Carolina area for a while. I moved away and uh, I was on loan from North Carolina to D.C. for about eight years where I lived in the swamp for a little bit and then uh, came back and I live in Durham now. So you, your background, pretty interesting. I mean, you've been pretty successful. Tell us about your career. Oh, good, good. I um I've started uh, eight healthcare and technology initiatives. Uh, three of them were sold. One of them is an IPO, and uh, the last I left with a $42 million valuation uh, last year out in Cary, North Carolina. Um, you know, the, the Affordable Care Act, if we call it Affordable Care Act, uh, cost me one of those startups, but uh, wow. each time I had to buy health insurance, and it became so expensive that I just couldn't afford it anymore, so... That's uh, kind of what got me into all of this. I'm nothing but a businessman and uh, never been in politics. But yet, uh, even as a child, you know, and young person, I was always president of the class or president of the club or president of something. But so I guess it's in the DNA. And uh, uh, I I also have another heritage. I mean, Patrick Henry is one of my favorite. But um, John Allison was um, on my father's side. And that's how the the two ended up together. The the females married into the... um, Henry Strand, and uh, the John Allison donated 100 acres of property up in Washington, D.C., along with George Washington that became the, the nation's mall. So wow. if you love history, this is great. It's between 10th Street Northwest, if you know where that is, and down around Georgetown. So it's 100 acres, and right sit, what sits right smack dab in the middle of it is the White House. So wow. during the eight years I was up there, I enjoyed the heck out of going up to the, the fence and uh, telling Obama to get off my land. <laughs> <laughs> get the hell off my land. You know, it's funny. Um, I did the same thing. <laughs> I love going. This is How all that work out. <laughs> That's funny. There was, um, I think it was um, Charlie Chaplin had donated, at once owned a big property in uh, L.A., you know, Hollywood area, that, of course, he sold off. And uh, eventually there were restaurants and different things. And there's a picture hanging in a restaurant that is now on what was his land. And they had to, you know, sign it, whatever. And he wrote, get the hell off my property. (laughs) (laughs) Real fun stuff. So I absolutely love the idea, though, um, and and have forever. I think most of us get history in the founding of America that we're not supposed to be career politicians, not supposed to be D.C. insiders. They've told us for years, well, you need to keep sending us because we know how it works. No, it's supposed to be people like Roger Allison, successful guy in his own right, a businessman who says, I'm going to go ahead and sacrifice some time go up there and do what's right and represent some people. Well, I, I appreciate that that stance because it's exactly what's uh, presented itself to me. It's, you know, our founding fathers had no inclination of having an elite group of uh, attorneys, no, no offense to the, the hardworking attorneys, but, you know, of up there representing the people because, you know, without term limits, they have no clue what's going on out here. And that's exactly why, I mean, it's just, I mean, 
it, it's almost yeah, it, it's mind boggling that you know a place like Durham can have a thirty eight point six percent black unemployment, and one out of two blacks are are in poverty. And it was under the last fourteen years that it's gotten that way. So, it, and the rest of the country is just flourishing. You know, I mean, yep. the lowest, you know, lowest unemployment, uh, you know, ever. You know, and it just, it's just mind-boggling because we have, you know, gentrification and all the issues that Washington D.C. has, uh, but nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah, well, and so and I think, since I live here, I you know somebody's got to do it, and and yeah. it might as well you know it should be a banker, it should be clergy, it should be a farmer, and that would be representation of the people. You know, I think um, there's a couple of there's a couple of problems and a couple of solutions, and either one could work for DC or even local communities. There are a couple of ways to to get more financially secure. You can either Cut spending, balance your budgets, and grow slowly. You know, we get this amount of income, we grow slowly, which they certainly don't do. There's another way to do it, and that is to go and make so much money that you can spend whatever the heck you want. Now, either of those would be successful. They do neither of those. They simply go and spend more and then put in more systems in place that hinder the ability for us to grow the economy. I prefer both of them. Let's go put the economy, let's do all those things, Roger, that sets the economy on the right path so it just booms. You know, lower taxes, smaller regulations, smaller government, and then we balance our budget. You, you've just given me my, uh, my continued stump speech. You know, it was never designed to be, you know, a cash cow to, to guarantee, you know, when I talk about, uh, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, there's no guarantee of happiness, you know. But yet the secret to happiness to me in my past and what I'm trying to, to relay to the 14 counties I'll be representing is that earned success is the secret to happiness. And you know, then you can buy you can buy better cars. You can you can you can in, ensure that your children go to better schools. You can buy a home that you can pass on, you know, as heritage. And and the only way to do that, I mean, North Carolina has kind of been the blueprint for the country is we reduced taxes by 60% for the corporations and 30% for the individuals. Now we're ranked the best, the number one place by Forbes magazine to live in the country. So we've reversed a lot of the negative trends. So that's the perfect proof of what you just said, is that the premise of limited government with unlimited people, not the opposite. So uh, when is your primary well, the primary, I was unopposed in the primary. Okay, so you put um, primaries so that, that was you know, on May 8th here in North Carolina. So we're a clear shot to November 6th. And the incumbent is G.K. Butterworth? Butterfield? Butterfield. Okay, Butterworth. <laughs> Everybody calls him something different. Okay. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I've run across a person yet that has too much good to okay. say, but... You know, the people just are not being represented by this guy. And, and you know, if you look at a, a pure, um, you know, a foundational platform, things like pro-life, um, let's not give illegal aliens rewards, uh, the Second Amendment protection or even that of free speech, um, uh, repeal the ACA personal mandate or corporate and personal tax cuts, all these things he's voted against. You know, so it's easy for me to put the checklist on the left hand side saying these are the things I'm for. 
and all the things, you know, it, very simple too. I, you know, I have a premise too of just aligning yourself um, with, with the Bible. And in one way I say, well, those are the inalienable rights or the God-given rights are the rights that are not to be infringed because they're already given to you, right? And then there's the state-driven rights of which we, we should follow. And uh, G.K. Butterfield took the same oath as everybody to uphold the, the Constitution of the United States. He's not doing a good job of it. Just not doing a good job. All right. Well, uh, is there a way people can find out more information on you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there, there, there's about a dozen of them. But um, <laughs> okay. my, my website is uh, www.RogerAllison4Congress, F-O-R-C-O-N-G-R-E-S-S dot com. Mm-hmm. Facebook, I'm uh, Roger Allison for Congress. Uh, Twitter at Roger W. Allison. So all, right. all the above, we uh, we take. You can learn more about my issues by clicking on um, or what I feel about issues, whether it's immigration or gun control or all the other. Um, and um, you know, just and, and go out there. And we we're, we're always glad to take volunteers and donations as well. Uh, great. What we'll do is I'll go ahead and post this all on social media, and uh, hopefully people can find out more about you. If they like you, they can uh, donate to your campaign and hopefully back it and get the word out that uh, maybe you're the type of guy that we need uh, in D.C. I think that's uh, probably a good thing. Doc, that's wonderful. Thank you. And then the next time I'm in Richmond, maybe you meet uh, meet me there and we uh, we have lunch. We go over to St. John's Church. How about that? Oh, that would be perfect. That all right, would Roger. Be- Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Roger Allison, U.S. Congressional Candidate, North Carolina's 1st Congressional District. I'm noticing something interesting in this. Every candidate that I've brought up, Mm -hmm. you've been able to pinpoint one location that is their favorite location. (laughs) You did it it with the homeboy over there. I forgot his name already. Kansas. Kansas. You did it with this guy. What's up with that? I just, I've lived all over the place and traveled all over the place, and you just know about certain things. Especially if I call a a homeboy from Ohio, you like, uh, you know, remember, took that. I got all of Ohio covered. I got something (laughs) everywhere. Every time I bring someone from Ohio, so what part? Oh, yeah, you take that left turn. I dated her, and then. Listen, I got him covered in Ohio from the Glass City all the way to Gala Police. See, there you go. There you go with the whole. Class City's Toledo up in the left hand corner, upper upper left, and the bottom right would be Gala Police. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's funny though, but I just uh, I've always loved that about traveling. I, mean, I don't want to. Yeah, it's cool to go and you say, "Oh, there's the Mona Lisa, great," yeah. you know, whatever. Which, by the way, is a fail. Have you ever seen the Mona Lisa? Mm-mm. Okay, side note. Now you got me the Mona Lisa. I didn't Mona get you Lisa. a Mona Lisa. You got yourself into the Mona okay, Lisa. Okay, I got myself in the Mona Lisa. <laughs> so you see the picture of the Mona Lisa? How yes. Big? Would you guess the Mona Lisa is? Uh, pretty big. I said about that big, the B. About so normal size picture yeah, hanging on the yeah. wall. No, it's like the size of a sheet of paper, maybe smaller. No, it is so. It's like this big. No, it, it is so small. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Now the next thing is they have it behind glass. like real thick glass, yeah. whatever. Got it. You're right. It's famous piece. You got to do mm-hmm. that. Protect it. Great. They won't even let you go up to the glass. So what they've got a, a velvet rope, of course, in front the of the glass. Rope. Now okay. it is in glass in a wall, in a wall okay, yeah. that you cannot get to. Now they got the velvet rope that comes out about three feet or so. Okay, okay. So now you've got a picture that is smaller. Pull it up; you'll see the size. Smaller, about size eight by ten, right? Now you have to stand back four feet from that, or three feet, whatever. If nobody is there, it's wow. Uh, two and a half. No, it's not even that big. 
That's what it says. That's the size. The dimensions. I'd say two and a half by. So it's two by two. Two, two feet by two, by two yeah. feet. Almost. Yeah. Two and a half. I didn't even think it was that big. But then you're back four, um, four feet or whatever from the glass because of the velvet yeah, rope. Yeah, because of the velvet And rope. if nobody's there, that's the closest you can get. If anybody else is there and everybody goes to the louver has to you see You have it, to go. You're four people back. Wow. You cannot get. You can't even see this thing. You and I walked into the room with it. Yeah. There was like. I don't know. We were like six people back because there was a crowd up to the velvet rope. We're looking at a post stamp. What are we looking at? And we both went like this. We kind of looked over at people, whatever. I was like, you ready? She's like, yeah, let's go see something else. (laughs) I was in the same room with the Mona Lisa. And that's it. Nowhere near it. Wow. In fact, I could see the Mona Lisa as well as you can see it right now. Really? We could see it at all. Yeah. Wow. So that's what a fail it is. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so you travel. Yeah, I want to go. You got to see, do some of the obligatory mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really like the culture of traveling. No, no, not the culture. The culture you discover, the local cultures when oh, you travel. Food, food culture. Food culture is a big one. But just in general, what makes the people of South Beach different than the people of even comparable areas, but certainly different from. Long Tacoma, Washington. Okay. What what are they what it's different? And mm. I don't mean ethnicity, no, religion. No, 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 how anything. they live and what do they do different? There's mm-hmm. some obvious ones with weather and that. But what do they care about and how do they approach things and how do they what is what is the general culture like? You've been and to Puerto Rico that. yet? I have not. That will be a culture shock. I I've, I've wanted to. I've wanted to for a it's long a time. It's a culture shock. So when I travel all over the country and I've lived places, I've always said, okay, you got to go and experience a lot of the local stuff. You don't know when you'll be here. Obviously the touristy stuff yeah. as well. But I've always been able to squirrel out little just interesting I can tell. things about what it's like to be in those areas. So That's cool pretty stuff. cool though. All right, let me get a quick break in. First, I got to tell you about Riduzone. If you're trying to lose weight, be a little healthier, try Riduzone, R-I-D-U Zone. Riduzone is a thing that's going to help you because it makes you feel fuller and boosts your metabolism. It's based on OEA, something that is found naturally in the body. And in great doses, in concentrated doses of it, it's going to really boost your metabolism and make you feel full. But you have to that's drink a problem. lot of it. No. Do they, oh yeah, They're like oil, you have to drink a lot of oil. Oh, you oil. have to drink that, not Ridgezone. You no, just no, take no, one just little one. small one and you're good to go, right? And I did not have it in DC or in Chicago when I was there and it was horrible. <laughs> I can tell. The whole time I'm just like, food, 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 food. It's bad. If you struggle like I do with that, and I do much better. If I get a full stomach, much easier for me to keep the edge oh, on. Oh, yeah. Good to go. But the metabolism boost is mm. just the extra it's bonus. Key. So not only are you not east eating, you're burning more. Mm. The metabolism kicked up. You're burning more fat. You're burning more calories. And that's what you need. You're trying to lose weight. Trust me. Riduzone. R-I-D-U-Zone.com. Promo code D-O-C. If you use the promo code DOC, you're going to get a discount off your order. It's Riduzone.com. Nailed it. Did I get it? You good deal. It. All right, good. Good morning, please. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. With Doc Thompson. Okay, now what if I tell you something else? 
Well, if he wasn't, is he? No, go over here. Go over here. Go over here. I just blew Chris's mind with something. Hurry up. Get over there. Mike number four. Here we go. Um, Tobias is in. No, what's your name? <laughs> Mordecai. 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 Now it's Tobias. Mordecai. I just showed you a picture of G.K. Butterworth. Uh, Butterton, Butterberg, Butter, Butterfield, Scotch. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Butterscotch. Ah. Uh, what race is GK Butter Butterworth? He looks Caucasian. Yeah, he's not. So oh, if okay. I told you, then take your next guess. Come on. I thought he was Mexican. No, he's, he's not. Take oh, another. Okay. Take another guess. Uh, black. He's black. Really? <laughs> that guy's black. <laughs> really? Yep. That guy's black. Yep. I just love this. Are you buying like one thirty second? No. <laughs> He's as black as Elizabeth Warren is red. <laughs> it's funny because she's red, but she's not red. No, no. I mean, like communist no. red, but yes. not, not Indian, Indian red. red. Yeah. Right, exactly. There's the difference. Is that Try the Elizabeth new uh, crayon color. <laughs> communist red. We were going to use her for Indian red, but it just didn't apply. That guy wow. is a black guy. Hmm. Like, I think Hispanic is even a stretch, but you're yeah. going, okay, uh, maybe, whatever. Yeah. I'm reading this He's interview. He's the second chair for the Congressional Black Caucus. This is, by the way, G.K. Butterfield. Butterfield? Scotch. Butterworth? Butterscotch. 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 Got something going on up here, Wonka. <laughs> is the current seat holder for the one that Roger Allison oh, is okay. trying to take. Right. I just love this. In this. Chris did not believe me. He had this, to look it up. In this interview, I'm reading this interview. I mean, he goes, I'm often asked about my white complexion. I'm indeed an African-American. My grandmother was a slave. Um, okay. How old is this you? Not all slaves were blacks. That's true, too. There were, there were white slaves. I'm sorry. There were a lot of Asian not slaves. A, not all slaves were blacks. Yeah. Am I wrong on that, Dr. Thompson? No, no. There were black slave holders, owners... So some people that owned slaves were black. Um, there were black slaves. There were Asian slaves, white slaves, Hispanic slaves, uh, whatever. Less than 1% of slave owners were, uh, l- less than 1% of the people owned slaves. Yeah, these statistics, when you hear me like, oh, okay. Not that it was uh, right. Yeah, I, lo- I love this interview. His presence at the Black Caucus function can sometimes create some confusion, Doc. In one recent instant, a reporter attending the Congressional Black Caucus event asked, who's the white guy with the uh, Black Caucus? He's just down for the cause, man. Okay. White power fist. <laughs> Only to be told by an aide that Butterfield was indeed black and says, wait until he opened his mouth. And then you'll know? What? I guess. What does that mean? What does, what that, does that mean? That? So he doesn't look black, but he talks black. Wow. Listen, GK Butterpickle, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy we want to represent the black community. Bread and right butter there. pickles, that's right. Bread. Wait until wow. he opened his mouth? Wow. Okay. Uh, Can you imagine him singing along to the rap song? Oh. Busting out the end. Can he say the N word? I don't know. What's that rapper? The Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. Can he go to Lamar and rap? And said the N word? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Kendrick calls him up. Oh, you got to bleep out one word for me. <laughs> you oh, have to oh, censor. Hold on, hold you have on. to censor yourself. I'm 132nd, dude. And listen, I am GK Buttermilk. <laughs> I am black. But- I'm damn black, damn it. Oh, my gosh. You know he just gets so abused in the. Oh. You're like, no, I'm with you. I'm, you know, you give him the head tip. I got you, brother. I got, I got you. your back, bro. Yeah, you- Power fist, you know. <laughs> 
The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I'm sorry, I'm calling foul on uh, butter dish. I am, <laughs> I am calling Butterboard? foul. There is, there's no way he's black. Sorry, no. I'm gonna need it. This is, this is simply Liz Warren. That's what's going on. This guy is so white. Even Rachel Dolezal is like, hey, Damn. what's with the white guy? Even Rachel Dolezal is calling this guy out. She's like, even he cannot, um, he cannot be trans race. Sorry, he is just a white guy. He's a white guy. And if he is transitioning, you got to get everything else down. I mean, he is, is a white guy. Wow. This is crazy. This may be the greatest scam perpetrated. I think so. They're just like, like, you, you like we all know that out. Elizabeth Warren is scamming us. Mm-hmm. And people know that. Mm-hmm. But come on, man. <clears throat> this man is completely scamming. Do you yep. get extra money to be in a caucus? Oh, well, um, you get the extra notoriety. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Over the years, back in the day in America, there were people that were not white who would do everything they could to look white, to fit in with the white crowd. Okay. Because, you know, sad to say, but there were times when if you were Hispanic, Asian, black, whatever, and you wanted to move into certain neighborhoods, they're like, listen, we don't want, you know, that person, that kind in here, right? This led to HUD laws and different things to keep people uh, in protected classes and whatever. Or certain businesses would say, we don't want to do business with their, you know. Um, And this is true of even immigrants from Europe, white immigrants. People change their name from, you know, Sokolowski to Soker or something. You know what I mean? They would shorten it down so it sounded more Anglo or uh, less ethnic. It just sounded very middle of the road. And they wanted this for business purposes. And they would hide their ethnicity. It was wrong, but they did it for the purpose. Here you have, I think, a white guy that is scamming the Black Caucus. I think that's what's going on here. I think so too, Doc Thompson. Rachel Dolezal did it. Right? He's so white. Look at him. His whitey McWhitey face. I'm sorry. He should go out there. Doc, come on. He cannot... Look at that. Oh, I... I'll give you Hispanic, maybe. I'll give you mix. I'll give you mix. I will not give you full black to be a member of the Black Caucus. Okay, based on that picture, that yes. picture right there that we have, mm-hmm. if you said rate, here's a list of all the races. Okay. Rate them in order of likely race for him. White. Number one, white. Boom. Number two. Hispanic. Hispanic. Number three, Asian. Indi- Asian. Asian. A little bit of Indian in there. I'd you know? go, I'd go, okay, yeah, I'd like Indian dot, not yeah, feather. not dot, yeah. Then I go yeah. feather, not dot, exactly. one of those in there. Um, I get all the way down. Oh, I will here. never say black. Now, I you, am so sorry. In fact, top of the rung, you go boom, white, bottom, black, and then you fill in the rest. Okay, yes. Yes. In fact, I may just scratch black off going, there's, it's, I know it's not that. It's not that one. If you give me multiple choice, I will never pick black. <clears throat> Maybe he's transitioning, you know, maybe he identifies as black or something. Wow. All right. Well, that's uh, GK Butterknife if you want to look him up. I just tweeted out a picture of him, so it's uh, whatever. Wow. Well, maybe he's trying to, you know, get the man inside him. He's, oh my gosh. 
He's an albino black man. We learn from the uh, famous documentary uh, series, anal Arrested rapist, Development. Anal rapist. The anal rapist, uh, Tobias, Tobias Funke. He may be. So apparently, <clears throat> if you watch the first series of documentaries, the first three, yes. I don't pay attention to the fourth, series of documentaries mm-hmm, known mm-hmm. as Arrested Development, mm-hmm. one of the speculations online is that they were setting up a storyline where they would expose that Tobias Fuque is actually an albino black man mm-hmm. played by David Cross, who was the uh, brother who pretended to be special needs on just shoot me. Mm-hmm. Remember the photographer, mm-hmm. the bald, his brother who is chicken Popeye, that guy, that's David Cross, the comedian. He plays Tobias Fuque. Does a real good job. Right. Awesome job. That may be an albino black man. Boom. It makes sense if you know his book, The, <coughs> the Man, man inside, inside Me, is a you black up. man inside a little white right, man. Right, exactly. And, and then you see the silhouette or whatever. And then, um, what did he say? They keep, I always talk about his wife having a certain type. Yes. And she wants to date Carl Weathers. Yes. And the other. Yeah, there's all these little hints and you're like, oh my gosh, they're setting up. So maybe, maybe just may, maybe, Congressman. GK Buttertime is it's an albino black man. <laughs> In which case, Mr. Butterbird, I take back everything I've yes, ever said about you. I will not make fun of you. <clears throat> no. Wow. The biggest scam in the you world. You know what? I'm willing to talk to him. I'm willing to talk to him. Can you want to reach out? Reach out. I'll reach out. And say, we need to talk to you. We need to find out if you are actually black. You want me to say just like that? Yes, I do. I talk, okay. We'll give him a quiz. Okay. I'll come up with a quiz. You, a quiz by you? Yeah. What is this quiz we'll have? Like, I'll come you, up with some sort of quiz. You, what would think, it, you don't think I could come up with a quiz that would identify black people? Uh, no, you're white. <clears throat> so what would you know? That, you're assuming I would, I would do it myself. I may lend the help of somebody. You, know, you have brothers? Help somebody else. You know a black man? You have black friends? I have a black friend. <laughs> I do. I have a black friend now. We could get our buddy Lawrence B. Jones on. I was going to say, is Lawrence B. Jones the black friend you're talking about? I wonder if he knows butter time. You should text him. You should be like, hey, it's in this uh, a guy from, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While you do that, I want to read you some yeah, tweets. Yeah, get some tweets in here. Uh, Caitlin's saying, suddenly all the need six to four, I mean four to six inches talk makes sense. Hashtag fireworks. See, Remember? there it is. Uh, whole tweeting out what I learned today. My parents would have said, uh, turn off the damn TV and go play with the lava. Oh, you're right. <laughs> TJ Toppin tweeting out what I learned today. The Buckhorn Kid once had uh, had to ride with an ice pack on his lap. Can you confirm that you had an ice pack on your lap? I did not. I, I managed to stand up and have the brick of fireworks fall onto the floor, which is really good. <laughs> <clears throat> Wow, I didn't realize how how many times I came, how close I came, some, how many times I came close to injuring my nether regions. Really? There was t- yeah. There was another time? I was working in a restaurant, and um, I take off. Do you ever see, you know chafing dishes are? The serving mm. dishes, the square silver serving oh, yes, dishes, yes, you yes, take yes, the yes, lid yes, off. Yes. Well, the pans that go in the bottom of those, chefs will cook in, too. Oh, really? Because you could put them on the stove, two burners, and you could boil oh, like vegetables, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's a big pot. Big there. pot, yeah. So you get the big sided pot. So we would do this all the time, and I'm cooking um, the green beans or something mm-hmm. in it, and I have to carry this thing over this boiling water 
over to the sink and strain the stuff mm-hmm. out, right? So I have the strainer set up in there. I'm carrying this over, and I'm walking. These things are heavy. Yeah, I mean, I it's filled with water, water and boiling and water, hot. and you got to hold it away from you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. And you know how water, when it gets swaying back and forth, it gets a little higher, a little higher on this side, higher on this side, right? You and see I'm, it tilt back and forth. And I'm getting closer, <laughs> and I'm slowing down, and it's still picking up speed because it's delayed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, now you just got to get over there. You're only a step away from the sink. It's going to come up. So I'm watching this. Am I going to make it to the sink at time? Am I not going to? And I'm like, uh-oh, I'm like a step away. You are not going to make You're it. You're not going to make it. And it's coming. And all of a sudden, this tidal wave of hot boiling water comes back towards me oh. right as I'm setting it down. But because I know it's coming, I'm like, you got to get ready. got to get ready. And it splashes down the front of me. <laughs> and it hits my jeans. Okay. And they were around my ankles. before. I was like, boom, down. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Because that hot yeah. water yep, yep. didn't burn me at all. But now I'm standing there with my pants down. Because <laughs> if I had done it, it would have stuck to the, my it skin. It would have yes, burned me. I would have burned you. Third degree burns, whatever. So. Uh, Which is worse, first or third degree burns? I think third. Is third? I think so. I think it goes seconds in the middle. We know that, (laughs) right? Actually, you know, knowing the dumbasses in the world, it's probably not. No, no, it's got a first degree. degree, Then second degree is sixth on the list, and I bet you. And eighth degree is first. And I bet you your coworkers got secondhand burn degrees. Secondhand first degree burns. That's right. That's how it works. You got so I just texted LBJ. I said, do you believe that GK Butterworth is really black? And I did a pick. We'll see if he gets back to me. <laughs> you got no leas este nombre uh, tweeting out what I learned today. White is the new black. Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> we got to do something with that. Between Rachel Dolezal. Sean King. Sean King. Someone texted us. I mean, I tweeted all the pictures of people that are saying that they're black and they're obviously white. And there's four of them. Who's the others? Do we know? Uh, you played her video. It was the chick that got arrested at the food court. <clears throat> she said that she's black too. Oh, a crazy one. Yeah, I she got remember. arrested. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she has lots of freckles on her face. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, no, oh, I mean, with all these. Right here. Yeah, who's there? Oh, that's the one. She's the white girl who's trying to be black. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, it's Sean King. Sean King. <laughs> <laughs> Was that LBJ? Oh, he did. LBJ. That, that was the dig I got. I'm glad it was on. He said, LOL, it's a, hard, it's a hard sell. His skin is so light, but his family is definitely black. Oh, he's... Hmm. So he drank the Kool-Aid. Did Are you it? telling me that LBJ drank the Kool-Aid? No, he's saying it's a hard sell. Oh, he it's a hard said, sell. Oh, yeah, okay, he okay. He's, he's not. Ah... <laughs> uh, you got Nas Steve Cannon tweeting out what I learned today. Uh, communist red, Kerry yellow, Trump orange, Dulazel black. Those are good colors. Those are good colors. So, damn it, I can't spell. It keeps <laughs> autocorrecting Dolazel. Do what? Uh, Dolt. Doleful. <laughs> That's Dole of Doleful. <laughs> uh, bacon pickle tweeting out what I learned today. And how many butter names can we come up with? Butterball. Butter substitute. Butter substitute. Uh, Really, I think I should just start calling him Parquet. Margarine? I've got it! (laughs) Ready? Okay. GK, I can't believe it's not Butterfield. (laughs) Representative, I can't believe it's not Butterfield. Yeah. (laughs) 
And now we yield the time to... I will. I now yield back the <laughs> remainder of my time to the honorable man from whatever state he's from, uh, South Carolina. Uh, I can't believe it's not Butterfield. By the way, between him... And what's the reclaiming Sean my time, King. girl? Oh, Maxine like, Waters. It makes sense when the Black Caucus is useless. Seriously, how do you take it? You got answers? people like reclaiming my time in there. You got a white guy, a clear white guy. I asked Lawrence, uh, hmm, did he transition to black like Rachel Doleful? <laughs> Doleful. Dolezal. So he'll respond, un momento, I'm sure. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Balm Shot. Balm Shot, balmshot.com. It's lip balm. It's in a shotgun shell type container. What more is there that you would want out of a lip balm? Uh, I Oh, guy comes up to me at the NRA over the weekend. said, Doc, my son listens all the time. I have to come over and get a picture with you. And I was like, it's okay if you want a picture with me. You can say it's you. It's He's all right. So you know. <laughs> it's like, say it, I get it. I get it. I'll keep it a secret. So we're standing there talking to him for a while. He's ch- chewing the fat for like a half hour or so. And in the middle okay. of it, I bust out the balm shot just Ooh. casually. Yeah. Put some balm shot on. Mm-hmm. And he goes, is that balm shot? And I said, yeah. He goes, you really use it. And I go, yeah. A lot of people don't believe us. We really use the stuff. The stuff we talk about. We definitely use the products here, or we wouldn't bring them up to you. Uh, Dol, uh, it's Balm Shot. B-O-B-A-L-M Shot. BalmShot.com. Wayne has a great story about Balm Shot on how he developed the product. You can find out at BalmShot.com. But you're going to want to use it because it works really well. Balm Shot is a great applicator mm-hmm. in the simulated shotgun shell with really good lip balm that, by the way, uh, Chef Patrick, same thing, Balm Shot in the it hot car, melt. did not melt. I think there's something. I forgot to ask him because I talked to Wayne because he sent us those hat. Because coming soon, when you order a six pack, you get a free hat. Now, I haven't tried it in the extreme heat on the dashboard for like 17 hours, 180 degrees in there. But compared with other lip balms, it, the other ones would have absolutely melted by then. So, yeah, I good think stuff. so too. Balmshot.com. You go there, you get an extra one for free when you order. Plus, they got the hats coming soon. It's balmshot.com. All right. Oh, LBJ. Uh- <laughs> He put, ha, 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 supposedly you can actually track his family. Really? This Mm. is so interesting. Okay. Well, that's what Lawrence. It's funny he knows him, though. Yeah. Lawrence knows. He's done done the homework. Oh, another one. (laughs) Heavily involved in the civil rights movement. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that online, that he was very uh, involved. Doesn't mean he's black. No, because a lot of of white people supported the civil rights movements. Okay. I'm going to respond to Lawrence with a thumbs up. And a black thumbs up, aren't I you? I did a black thumbs up. You, of course. <laughs> By the way, you're so weird. Why? You always send me like the brown thumbs up or anything that has to do with hands. You send me the brown one. I send people the appropriate emoji race that is based on their too race. Much work. Are you brown? I send you a brown yes. thumbs up. I send my wife yellow ones. What? I sent Lawrence a, a black one. What's the problem? That takes so much time. Isn't that to what do you're it. supposed to do? No. Yeah, it's your- you. Put the color that you are. No, I yeah, don't think so. Yes, Doc Thompson. No, it's it's showing solidarity. No, it's recognizing your race. No, so it's celebrating diversity. Chris. As a white man, you supposed to pick the white. I don't think so. Man, and you. S- okay, then why do so many people use yellow? Because they're so lazy. Because it take again, it takes so much time to actually oh. click. 
drag over to your color, and they have to do it all of them? I don't think no. that's it. I think you're wrong on this. I, you, you're really making yourself sound silly now. Nah, I don't you think really so. You really are I sounding have... ignorant. Here's why. <laughs> you're telling me. Okay. All these people are using yellow because they're lazy. Yes. No. They're sending to me in solidarity with my wife. <laughs> so they stand with your wife. Well, they're doing. They nice, know? No, they're doing a nice job. Oh, okay. Bag the lazy honey. Good for you. They're, they're giving me the. the, the thumbs up. They're always doing the okay and the thumbs up, right? Yeah. The yellow one. Uh, or occasionally I'll get a white one. So that's what it is. So. Right. And Ruben just sent me one that is yellow. So good for you. <laughs> so Ruben supports you? I think so. And by the way, you need to reply with that game. You haven't played games. No, with- I'm not going to play with them. <laughs> so I think that's how you're supposed to do the emoji. You no. send it. No, you Based send, on the person you're sending that to. That is so much work, Dr. Thompson. I can't believe somebody that somebody asks you is going through all that work to... <clears throat> what? Lawrence, see, no, look, Lawrence didn't even respond to it. I, I gave him the black thumbs up. He didn't even respond because he knows I'm like right on. <laughs> Solidarity. My brother. You know, I think that's what's going on. So. Wow. You're, you're wrong in this. And I it's don't, disappointing because you're young and you also studied social media and you don't know this basic concept of social media that you send an emoji based on the person you're sending him to. No, that's not it. <clears throat> I know you, you're doing this to piss me off, but it's not, Doc. That makes no sense. You're telling me everybody that's sending the emoji is something that relates to them. Yes. Okay, so uh, you've eaten eggplant, you've done all this stuff with, you know, whatever else. I've eaten eggplants and peaches, yes. Okay, what about the little bomb? You sent me the little bomb. Have you ever done the bomb thing? Have you ever bombed somebody It looks like that? No. <laughs> technicality. See, that's what I'm saying. So it's it ha- technicality. No, so I'm assuming people are sending it based on, on the person they're sending to. That so when makes I say hey, I feel like a bomb more. today, I can't send you that because I'm not an actual bomb. No, you can't. That's that's different. That's verbal language. I'm talking when you send emojis, right? You send little pigs. Have you ever owned a pig? Yes, I okay, do own a that pig. Case, you no, know, that's I your family pig. pig. It's still though. It's still a pig. Okay, that's fine. Have you ever owned a rabbit? Uh, yes. Okay, never mind. Okay, when you send me the hedgehog with the prolapsed anus, yes, I know you had that. That, is that makes specific. sense. <laughs> that is so specific. What? That's an emoji, right? No, the hedgehog is an emoji, but he does have a prolapse anus. Okay, then they're failing here because I'm not. So I got to do it based on on the things that I'm saying and yes. doing and what I am. They need a lot more emojis then. Really? They I do. think they cover it. They do not say they need a lot of emojis. Right, Out of all those emojis. Okay, now I didn't get to Marco Rubio. Now I got to push that off till tomorrow. Is it like you've been pushing it off since Tuesday? This is frustrating. See, okay, there's so many rules with this stuff now. Okay, what about if I'm white but I identify as black, like Rachel Dolezal? Which emoji does she send? No, oh, that's confusing. <laughs> she sends them both? That's what I'm saying. It makes more sense if she sends it to me knowing I'm a white guy. Yeah, but if she sends you as a white person, then she's accepting her as white too. No, no. She, I, she's, hers isn't on the hook. Or is that assuming someone's race? Yes. So confusing. So confusing. I'm just going to say yes. All right, perhaps we just uh, move on. To what? To Earthwater. Earthwater.com. Yeah. Slash. <laughs> nope. Hang on. There's no slash. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. <clears throat> I forgot they changed that one. 
Theblaze.com. No, theblaze.team.earth. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. What? Nothing. You've heard us talk about the awesome health benefits of earth water. I was making sure to proselytize when I was down at the NRA to tell people about it. Uh, Now, they have an interesting business opportunity for you that just got better. They have started an affiliate program for people that are looking to help others change their life, improve life while uh, drinking earth water. The stuff is great, and it does work. It is going to add those trace minerals to your body that you need. Now you can earn extra income by simply sharing Earthwater's Fulham 20-ounce bottles, and Earthwater is going to pay you a 40% weekly commission. Come on, man. 40%. And you don't have to fulfill the orders. Mm-mm. You don't have to do any of it. You're basically just sharing the information with people. So you post it on social media. You tell friends and family, whatever it is, to get them to place the orders. And it's a 40% weekly commission. All orders will be taken care of by Amazon, free shipping and handling, so you don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about paying for shipping and handling, any of that stuff. And to join, go to Team Earthwater. To join Team Earthwater, go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. It's free enrollment for a limited time, so join today. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Boom. Nailed Nailed it. it. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned Representative Keith Ellison is a very, very funny, unintentional comedian. (laughs) It's so true. We learned in 2020, Hillary will likely run for president of the Del Boca Vista Condo Board. Mm. She's a keymaker. We learned even Rachel Dolezal thinks GK Butterknife is white. And finally, we learned that I, Doc Thompson, own guns because it's not always easy to instantly determine what is raspberry filling and what is a threat to murder your family. <laughs> Sometimes you can't decide right off, so better to be safe than sorry. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? I'm also a member of the Congressional Black Caucus. Oh, nice job. Yes, nice job. Yes, yes. Sean King and Rachel Dolso have both come on and said, damn, he's white. I'm blacker than all three of them combined. What, if anything, did the listeners learn today? Uh, you got Paul B. tweeting out, tire iron, right to right to try. Sorry. Go and give me again. <laughs> Paul B. tweeting out what I learned today. Tire iron, right to try. No? Right to it? try? Yeah, from the bill, you know, the right to oh, try. Oh, the right to try. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that's not it? No. Uh, you got Libertarian saying, Doc and Keith, the answer to the question, what kind of idiot made that warning label, is necessary. Yes, that is. That's right. Yep. Yep. Danny also Wacky tweeting warning out, <laughs> labels. I'm the reason. Danny tweeting out what I want to The hard kid can't say anything about the Texas shooting because the shooter didn't use a scare assault weapon. There it is. Yep. Hey, uh, I didn't get the new numbers up across the nation to do them tomorrow. What else do we have? Oh, we, the, have, oh, we have to do the Marco yeah. Rubio thing. Yeah. And uh, what is Glenn have coming up? Uh, Pat and Jeffy. Pat and Jeffy are coming up. What are they wearing today? Happiness. Remember, the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. You are Tonight's actually being We're- informed. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.